Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Is this episode 82, Whitney? We're not just checking the notes and... That is affirmative, Captain. Man, it's episode 82. 82. Yes. That's amazing. Yes, it is. I'm I'm surprised, shocked, in fact, that we got past two. Uh, But here we are, 80 80 plus. Plus 80, and and we're out the other side of the meat grinder. How How about that? How does my voice sound? It's still not recovered from SFGE. No, no, it sounds it sounds fine. I mean, I to think to me, I sound gravelly. Uh, nah, 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 I feel like it, I should be singing some blues songs. Some blues songs, yeah, like some blues songs. Okay, fair enough. Well, maybe, if you, if you maybe, lower, if maybe you lower some covered that, by Jeff Healy, I don't know. I don't know. If you lower it down and slow slow it down just a little bit, you're you you should actually go over to NPR. So oh, I is mean, that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to lift it up just a little bit. Okay. Lift it oh. up just a little bit. There you go. I mean, I'm already Southern, and they say that we speak slowly. Uh-huh. But with, I, I mean, I, I tend, oh, definitely with the mm-hmm. draw. But I tend to just munge the, the accent, the draw, and everything together into just like crazy speak. So then it just sounds like mumbling, the mumbling ramblings of a madman. No, no, no. It's it's all good. But I will say this. The, the, there is a reason for, for this banter back and forth because we are – uh, literally, uh, we called the ball and we came in hot from SFG. <laughs> and uh, I think we still have the cable. the The arrest cable burns from uh, you know from 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 the landing from the landing and stopping us on the top of the uh, on the top of the carrier. But uh, the, the motor's still warm in the car. Uh, where that fresh back from SFG. I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's it's one of those scenarios where we're really we've only been back what like two to, three days, I it, guess, at it, this point. Uh, it, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Three days. This is the third day. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third day. I don't know about you, but I am in all truth be told, I am, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I am, I am liable to fall asleep during this recording. No, that will not happen. So, because I've got plenty of stuff that I can, that I can huck over at you. So (laughs) yeah, don't worry about that. I kept the air horn out of the basement. So I've got this bad microphone, man. I mean, I can just, I can just wing it. Just, just like that and just let her run we're, so. we're not hard on our equipment but man th- no. hey, this stuff has served us well it, it has 82 episodes in five years i think we made some we, we could have made we could have made some better choices in a few places we, in, in a few places yes. but overall we've made a lot of good choices yes because this is really the first microphone that's gone bad here that i've got yeah, I've got in my hand here, and you know we'll do it. You know, old style, or you know, old, <laughs> the, the zipper case on it and everything, old style radio. But uh, yeah, don't fall asleep because I'm looking for a way to throw this microphone uh, away, and I just don't have to throw it over I'm, your way. I'm looking around that. here, and let's see, collateral damage could be my episode one. No, we don't want that. Could be my. My, well, my Adams family is sort of in front, so yes. you'd have to shoot really low into your left. But <laughs> over my left shoulder, which is to your right, yeah. is pretty much a direct line to Ziggy. It, it, yeah, yeah. And the only bad part about it is, and, oh, and I, he's. I dare not tempt fate because if, where Phoenix is sitting. Yeah, well, he could reach around it. If I were to throw this at you, you duck. Then Ziggy would light up, catch it, and then huck it back at me. So I, I'm, He's not, my I'm man. not. Yeah, I'm not tempting fate at all. You so. notice the. We'll get to it, but the panther is absent. Yes, and uh, I did notice that. Oh, where, did where, where would said panther be right I'm now? I'm not telling you. No. <laughs> is it that secret? What's the deal? <laughs> it could be a surprise. Oh, no, fair enough. It, it, now hold on. He's not here. No, he's not in the tempest. He's, hold on. He's he's not. I know he's here. Hey, Old time radio. 
<laughs> he is not in the Tempest. I know that. So I, I, we talked about that when Nick was here. When I when I listened to the Hollywood 360 yeah. on like Sunday nights, and then I picked up. Uh, uh, you can download a lot of those shows. They're just out there, kind of in maybe rough, but they're out there rough format. And I always get such a chuckle out and they do such a great job of like people walking away, people walking in like uh-huh. background murmurs, yeah, yeah, like the, footsteps, yeah. doors, <laughs> gunshots. And that, and that stuff really adds to the enjoyment. Oh, it does. It? it really it's, does. It's true theater of the mind. Yes, it is. Oh, well, but yeah, we're fresh out of F- SFGE and the, the Panther is actually still, uh, it made the trip with us and we'll get into that, but he uh, he is a, in a temporary residence out in the garage, i.e. that's the last bit of kit that I need to unpack. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, well, speaking of, let's just get right into updates, because I don't know about you, Whitney, but most of mine centers around SFGE. It looks like this is going to be an SFG end-to-end episode. Well, and, and I, I think that's fair, because as we were talking before we hit the, the big red button, it's it's probably best just to, from a timeliness perspective and top of mind, yep. uh, it's probably best just to, instead of stretching SFG content out over three months, we just we just uh, pull it all together and uh, make a capstone of it here this month. So cool. that, it's all good. Well, from my side... Uh, I, I really, uh, other than stuff for SFGE, I, I haven't been able to get into anything. I still have got my new, my new Wizbang Gizmo toys that are right there under maybe Ghostbusters. I haven't opened my new scope yet, my new oscilloscope, and I still haven't gotten into my ultrasonic cleaner. Maybe, maybe in the coming week or so before it's, the next show. It's going to be that time. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I was looking at my, my bench because, um, and I'll talk about it here in a little bit, but I was doing some work on the bench. Uh, let me just roll down to it and I'll mention it. But anyway, so SFGE wise, I mentioned last last month, I was going to take like five games. Okay. And that's what I ended up being able to take. I took my Scramble, my Pack Plus Cabaret, uh, my Red Alert, my Domino Man, and my Two Tigers. So yeah, in that mix, there was two MCR2 games. And then this, uh, I guess, I, I hate to use Rare. Everybody says Rare. But I mean, what is rare? Well, like red alert. That's yeah. that's where I was going to apply it. Yeah. So that's a, a is it? I always get it wrong because I want to say CGI, but I think it's CDI. We we did this. We went through this. Uh-huh, yeah. Because there's like one other game, Slither, I believe, that's attributed to that company. Yes. And if you look up Red Alert, even though it's got CDI all over the thing, the game is actually at least on Clove. It's attributed to another company. Nonetheless, and it, it, it's an interesting game. It's got speech, sort of a left to right scrolling Space Invaders thing, but it's in color versus black and white. Do you? Lo- I mean, do you like to play it? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, I mean, it de- it just doesn't have enough staying no, power. No. Well, let me ask you. So, I know you've had it for a while. What what keeps it from going on the you know on on the block? To me, that right, at least for now, uh-huh. it's an oddity enough that it is a show game. Okay. All right. I get it. Take it to a show. That's something that somebody isn't normally going to see. Yeah. And it just kind of is what it is. Okay. Fair, you know? fair enough. And, and honestly, if you think about it, other than there, there is definite dollars behind, like, say, a Domino Man, because yeah. I've had some... 
I've had some significant offers for Domino Man. Yeah. Oh, and, and I can understand why. And, and then you, and then two tigers. That's an MCR two game as well. So you got, you got folks that can collect. The you MCR. know, collect them all. Yeah, collect the MCR series. Collect the MCR series. Yeah. I've had uh, even the two tigers on, on loadout day. I, I had somebody. Oh, is that yours? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was grabbing, and they congratulated me for having it because it's just a game that you don't see see, see all that often. Dedicated yeah. or converted. Yeah. Now, do you like two tigers? Yeah, I do. I like two tigers. Yeah. That so is, so that, it, that's a that's especially if you're playing with two people. It's, it's a, a good cooperative game. It's a, it's a game. fun play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I've no, I've. I mean, I know what it looks like. I've played it in MAME. Mm-hmm. I've not played it on any dedicated conversion cabinet whatsoever. So I just don't I, I just don't have much of a basis for it, it quite honestly. I, I think it would be hard to play in MAME. The dedicated cabinet had like two big yokes. Mm-hmm. And I, if you've ever seen the picture, it's actually each yoke has two of the Gorf Tron Satan's Hollow style handles on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's got four of those handles on it total. Yeah, flight stick handles. And you make yeah. you turn it almost like a Star Wars yoke. Yeah. And then, of course, in the converted version that is based in a Tron, it's a spinner. Yeah. Well, maybe the better way to say it is I fired it up in MAME and looked and, at it, and looked at it yeah. coined it up, started it, and just kind of kind of you know, yeah, messed well, around with you'd it. You'd have but, to have – I'm not sure how you would even do it in MAME unless you had a couple spinners or – Yeah. I I didn't really dig into it, so. So, yeah, all those went. And we talked about the fix and the scramble last month, and it, it held up like a champ. And actually, the only casualty of the show was the two Tigers. When, when I got everything home – Opened everything up because I had them all shrunk wrap and I had moving blankets over everything. So I wanted to get my moving blankets back. And then the games that didn't end up back in the game room, I re-shrunk wrap just to keep them clean. And before I did that, I tested them back out. Yeah. Clean off the control panel, clean off the monitor, you know, spiffed them up a little bit, then yeah, put yeah. them to bed. And the sound was out in the two tigers and the domino man was right there and most everything, you know, the soundboards, all that stuff interchanges. And honestly, it was just, I'm just going to put it away and and I'll deal with it later. And I wasn't too worried about it. I didn't even check voltages in it. I didn't care. I didn't smell anything. So I, I, somewhere down the road, I'll deal with it. I'm not too concerned about it. The, uh, the interesting thing though, is, is I took five games and I don't know if you knew that you knew this, I came back with six. Yes, I did. But uh, this is what makes for good podcasting fodder. Oh. So, so don't don't tell me, Brent. Tell everybody no. else. Well, I ended up coming back with a very nice pinbot. Oh, so yeah, I was it, I was pretty happy to get my hands on it. It was in really good shape. Now, let, let me ask you this: uh, pinbot is. Well, I'll say I'll say this first. Pinbot's one of those games that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's so fu- it's so fun to play. In fact, all, all of the you know Pinbot, Bride of Pinbot, all the all the games in that quote unquote you know Jackpot, all the games in that series, I think are pretty ingenious for what they are. A lot of interesting mechanics in, in those games going on in the playfield. Now, after getting it home and looking at it. I mean, it's still you, wrapped up. I oh, it's still wrapped. Right. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so it, it 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 developed a couple of mechanical issues during yep. the during the show, and uh, uh, it actually came from a friend of the show. I'm just mm-hmm. we'll just leave that that lie because I didn't kind of get clearance to say who, what, when, where, yeah, and why. Fair enough. But I, I wasn't concerned with it, and uh, uh, so I just said, "Hey, look, I'm good with it. The game, the I was good with the price. The game was in really good condition. The the kind of the loose story was is that 
not substantiated that I'm aware of, but the, the impression that the person I got it from had was is that that owner had it in-house since the late, late 80s, early, early 90s. Oh, nice. So it was really, really clean. So no buyer's remorse on that or no, anything No, no, like I'm that. not concerned with it at all. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, the only reason I didn't unwrap it is because I know how I work, and that is, is I'd start working on it. Yes. And I've got I've got other things around here to deal with right now. Yeah. So it's just going to sit out in the garage, wrapped up until I get an opportunity to to mess with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. So the big thing, kind of leading up to for my month to SFGE, was the flea market. They brought back the flea market this year. I really hope they do it again in in coming years. I, I remember the first, the first, the first two years was at the the other hotel, if I mm-hmm. recall correctly. The, fir- two, the first two years, first yes. two years. Uh huh. So one or both of those years, they had a flea market out in the parking lot. Yes, out in the back lot. Uh huh. Right outside where the game room was. Yeah. Huh. And I, they, it, it was out in the back parking lot, and I remember just everybody saying it, just how hot it was. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's Atlanta. Yeah. In, you know, in June, June, June at that time. Yes. Well, at the new venue. And then this year they added space, so the game room was much larger. They had space for an indoors flea market. <clears throat> Pardon me, I feel like my my voice is just kind of going in and out, in and out. But anyway, yeah, I really hope they do it again. What ended up happening with me is is, um, well, it, I wasn't going to take anything to the flea market initially. I started doing some work in my basement laundry room where I've got a bunch of game parts stored. Mm-hmm. I needed to clear some shelves off and there was some rearranging that I needed to take care of. And as I started clearing the shelves off, I'm like, I haven't touched this stuff since I put it on the shelf when I moved, moved it into the house. Yeah. Moved into the house. Yep. I've been here almost 10 years at this point and I had loaded a bunch of stuff into my car trailer and then it sat in the car trailer for probably two years here on the property and then once i got the basement lined out and i got all this sh- these shelves up and i started getting my, my arcade tools out and all my parts that's when it all came out and it's been on those shelves ever since and have you seen my air quotes board storage solution have yeah, I ever? yeah 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 so if and i don't even know if this is a a thing that international listeners will understand but there's i, I always just know them as bread racks so they're, I don't know, Whitney, would you think they're like 24 to 26 inches by 26 inches and they're the depth of a loaf of bread mm-hmm. and they interlock? Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to get a... They're, they're, pl- they're plastic. They're plastic. Yeah, they're plastic. Yeah. And so so a bakery would use them and that's how they would store bread and mm-hmm. ship bread. Yeah. I had an opportunity to get a bunch of them years ago. So I've got a stack that's probably, if I, if I locked them all together, seven and a half, maybe eight foot tall. Mm-hmm. I've got a little cubby in the back of my laundry room where they just perfectly fit. So that's what was my board storage solution. I had boards laid in them. I had labels on the face, and I just had them stacked up. And if I needed something, I'd just spread the stack apart and jam a two-by-four in there so I could reach my hands in there, you know, a little piece of two-by-four, pull out my board, and close the stack back up. Well, there was stuff in there, again, I hadn't touched in almost eight years at this point, seven years. Well, clearing these shelves off ended up uh, me taking every board out of that stack and I had a bunch of boards on shelves and 
putting up a, a test rig and then going through all the JAMA boards, then all the boards that were non-JAMA and making an adapter and testing them out and labeling everything and researching them for price and basically filling up box after box of boards to take to the flea market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. then that spun into... Uh, I had stacks of artwork, old artwork that had come off shelves that that had been in a hot warehouse for 20 years that wasn't perfect, but somebody could do something with. And then that turned into buttons. And then that turned into why do I have two dozen three inch trackballs and all this stuff that I have acquired like a snowball rolling downhill over my collecting career that was just on a shelf that I'm never going to use. Never going to use. Yeah. And I ended up the 4th of July weekend. I had a four day weekend and the majority of that I spent intensively testing and going through this stuff and then packing it up into my little Dodge two door, two door Dodge Stratus Mm -hmm. and driving it to Atlanta to, you know, to offer for sale at the flea market. And it for me other than I thank you Whitney and I think uh, is he our executive producer is Jim Jim Hale what are we uh, dude he 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 jumped in and backed out I'm not sure. yeah exactly <laughs> he's, I think I think he saw what was happening yeah here. Let's, let's say this he, he's on the he's on the um he, he's on the intern program right okay, now how about right, that okay so he still has first right of refusal okay, yeah, yeah. He, he was gung ho until he saw <laughs> until he got to actually see in the kitchen yeah very, then, fair enough yes <laughs> that he, he's like I don't like the sausage I anymore don't like yeah. this this is yeah. how the sausage is made no yeah, no no but thanks to Jim and Whitney for uh, getting caught up in my madness because they helped me move this stuff. And um, I had all this stuff piled into my hotel room. And Saturday morning, we carted it down and laid it out across a couple eight-foot tables. And I proceeded to try to get rid of as much of it as I could. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't get rid of as much as I would have liked to have, but you know, I went into it with with actually low expectations because I did, I just didn't know. And, and in truth, I actually, I got rid of more than I thought I would just not as much as I would have liked to have. Okay. I stayed, I stayed really busy the time that the arcade side of that flea market was open. Yeah. Had a lot of people. And, come and, through. and I was, I was pleasantly surprised at the sheer number of people that were there for that flea market. Yeah. Because there for maybe two hours there were it almost felt like there were as many people in the flea market as there were playing games Mm -hmm. it was it was crazy it was it was it was to a point where uh, we even pulled some of the tables back and because there was room behind us to make more aisle room for people to walk around through it and i tell you what i got out of it is a gentleman came in and I i believe it was mike martin that keyed keyed me in he came in and was he just had like uh, um, two wheeler dollies full of control panels, and I go over. Mike said, "I'll watch your stuff." So I go over and surveyed real quick. Yeah, he had a really nice. Now, of course, it was dirty because it was on a shelf and all that fun stuff. Had one mismatched joystick, but he had a really nice Karate Champ full control panel with a really nice original overlay. Yeah. Yeah. And I got it for what I felt was a really good price. But I've got a karate champ. It's one of the ones out I've got buried out in the garage with kind of a so so panel on it. And it was like, there's there's my solution right there. You know, uh, an, an aftermarket overlay would probably cost me what, fifty or sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. This is a really nice original 
you know, so what if it has a little patina? I mean, my uh, burger time has a 12 on it. Yeah, yeah, but a magic eraser is going to take care of 85% yeah. of any of that and anyway. It'll, and it's already on, and it's got three of the original joysticks. And I know I've got a couple of the original sticks in mine, so I'm done. I'm set up. Yeah. Uh, so I was really happy to get that. And honestly, man, I tried not to walk around anymore in the flea market because I didn't want to take any more home. I'm in this <laughs> offload. Yeah, you know that that's that's fair. I mean, I'll um, I'll I'll say that I purposely did not buy anything because. I was traveling light. I had a small suitcase for the weekend, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't take anything home. So there, there was. There I could was have brought no it home. I, I brought. I ended up bringing stuff home for other people. I could have brought it home for you. Something home for you. Yeah, I, I'm enabling them. Enabling. Yeah, this much is true. But I just, I just didn't see anything there that said I have to have it. I, I can't let this get away. Yeah. So, th- so let's just leave it at that. I mean, there there was a lot of console gaming uh, going on there from from a cartridge perspective. A lot of stuff that was complete in box. Uh, I didn't really see much of any new in box, but I, I'll tell you, I saw a lot of CPS two boards there. I mean, a lot of CPS two. So the Capcom stuff was strong. And, oh, you talking about the B boards? The mm-hmm, yeah, the plug yeah. the boards that plug into the yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, and then I saw. A lot of Sony, uh, um, I'm sorry, a lot of Sega Mega Drive cartridges for, oh, wow. out okay. there in, in the plas- in the plastic boxes as well. The, you know, the cartridge cases or cartridge protector cases and everything. And I was pretty, I was pretty surprised at that because I, I was never really a big Sega guy growing up. I just don't really have any nostalgia for that s- line of systems. D- did you? I mean, did you ever have anything Sega? No, I didn't. I, you said Mega Drive, didn't you? Yeah. Stateside, that's going to be the. Uh, um Oh, Genesis. Genesis. I yeah. keep want to say Dreamcast. Yeah, Genesis. Yeah. Well, and I'm sorry. I say Mega Drive because I talk with Alex so much. I talk with Porchy so much. And I, I talk to it was Mega Drive it, in the UK. It, 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 to everybody outside the US, it was Mega Drive. And I and I get I talk to everybody and they all say Mega Drive. Yep. And I just say Mega Drive now because because I have no nostalgia for the Genesis, so it might as well be Mega Drive to me as well, you know? So there it is. I have no nostalgia for a console other than the 2600 mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. i i didn't game even no you you have nostalgia for the nes oh yeah i, yeah. I wasn't game my, and, my cousin and, and had SNES. one yeah and the snes as well my cousin had one and i've actually a genesis pulled, i mean no, a, a mega drive uh, uh, an nes an nes sorry <laughs> I'm just sitting, let you keep going. Yeah, I'm sitting here my head spinning the wheel of consoles. I, I drink going, past a Sega yeah, Saturn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A 5200. Yeah, and unfortunately, Vanna wasn't in there spinning anything, you know? <laughs> I'm, like I'm just sitting there just kicking it, you know? Just go, oh go. My voice is going. Um, she had a she had an NES, and I actually played. I played all the way through Zelda, and we had that conversation when the Mini came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would have bought a Mini if I could have gotten one because the, I did happen to have nostalgia for Zelda. Yes, and, and, but you know, kind of a quick tangent. I was Zelda, like, Zelda does still hold up, by the way. I think it would. It, yeah, yo, it most certainly does. Yet last night, yeah, I think it was last night. I was at Walmart. Okay, and I just as I often do, I wander. I kind of know where like the clearance places are in the WalMarts around here, and I just wander around see if there's anything I have to have. <laughs> Did you see a whole bunch of arcade one ups? Well, no, they have. I haven't seen them hit clearance yet. Man, you know what that? You know what they cost at my Walmart what? in my house? Two fifty? No, three forty nine. Oh my gosh! Yes. I thought that I thought and they I, were normally two fifty. And I've got the picture to prove it. When I walked into my Walmart, I was shocked. Now I thought the, they were two fifty at Christmas. Three forty nine at mine, buddy. So. 
at my Walmart, they're they're back by the TVs and everything, and yep. it's right where you walk into layaway and the restrooms yep. and everything where they have That's where like, they are at mine. Yeah, where they have like today's stock price and you know tomorrow depends upon you and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, and so you see that there, and they're all just in a line sitting on a shelf, mm-hmm. a floor mounted shelf at three forty nine, and I'm like, whoa, that's. I, but that, am I remembering that's, that that's wrong? Bones, I thought man. I thought at Christmas the pack ones, the ones mm-hmm. I thought they were two fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't remember now. I, I don't know because honestly, I've, I'm I'm not a buyer for them. So. Well, I've kept an eye out since they've announced the Star Wars one. Yeah. Oh yes. Not, and that one looks good. Well, not that I want it, and, and I, I know that we've talked to a few people, and, and I understand it. That yeah. would be a good option for them. Yep. Like somebody that's not necessarily an arcade collector. But they, there's a win there for that for for a, a segment of of the crowd, if you will. Uh, so, like the gentleman we talked to was a more of a modern console type person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the 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 Star Wars, what, what's on it? Star Wars, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, Back, and Return and of the Return, Jedi. That that struck a chord, and they could they were like, I'm fine with an arcade one up, and I could have all three of those games in, in my one, in one small, small box. box yeah. Yes, and and you know something? That's probably the first one that actually seems like it would be the the goodbye for like anybody because well, it's like recreating those games outside mm-hmm. of the arcade one up. That's a challenge. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see as odd as it sounds how they package it because, like you said, same thing at my Walmart. They're, they're flat packed if you haven't seen these. So they're in a box and it almost looks like you're buying a card table, if you will. They're probably the thickness of a card table with the legs folded up and mm-hmm. a half. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And that's everything that's in there. It's the sides because they're relatively thin. That's the monitor. That's all of it. It's all in that box. When you get the Star Wars one, it has a yoke. So you can't really flat pack that. So I'm just kind of I'm kind of curious as to how they handle it. Honestly, yeah, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I I've never seen one set up. I mean, I know I've got friends who have them, and they seem to like them. And the one thing that I will say is they they seem to be pretty mod friendly. Like you can bust them open mm-hmm. and you know switch them over to a Raspberry Pi, whatever you want to do, and swap out some controls, and and you've actually got a decent. You've actually got a decent cabinet for the use of a multi-game type of cabinet because you got an LCD there and everything like that. I mean, I can see that it's got a pedestal. They've got a small profile. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disparaging the arcade one ups at no, all. It's I'm just, not it's just, either. I'm not a buyer it, simply because I just don't need another project. <laughs> like, I, I not, not like see, that. I can't see modding it unless you got it cheap. Yeah, exactly. What you're, what you're modding, if you put a pie in it and you're using their display and their controls. You're you're basically throwing out where the air quotes money is, which is in the board little board set and the licensing. So you know at that point you might as well just make your own whatever. Yes, I'm sure you can find some simple plans online and do that. But oh, so anyway, where I was going is is uh, the uh, so I'm walking through Walmart and I noticed that new PlayStation Mini. It's on clearance. 
And it was <laughs> Did nine, you buy one? I almost did because yeah. it was $9.42. Dang, Brent. I, I mean, that, I mean, 10 bucks. And then, but then I looked at it and I Googled the game. I have no idea what any of the games are. Oh, and, then keep your $10. And honestly, I would be buying it just because it was $10. And yeah. at that point, I might as well just take $10 and throw I don't away. know. Yeah. I don't know. Go buy a bobblehead or something that yeah. I'd get some enjoyment out y- of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The PlayStation is what for right, wrong, or otherwise, is another console that I had no nostalgia for whatsoever. I would say between the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, and the PlayStation 3, I have clocked probably a total of 20 minutes on all of them across the three of them. Yeah. Then I went back in my head to the same thing that eventually would answer my Zelda question, which Mm -hmm. is I have, and I've had it for, I don't know, two years at this point, a newer, well, and they, they, I say newer, they just came out with a brand new Raspberry Pi in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. But I've got like a. Oh, you're meaning the four. Yes. Yeah. So I yeah. guess I got a 3B plus upstairs uh-huh. that I bought specifically to put like Pi Play on. Oh, or Retro Pi or a something. A Retro Pi. Yeah, and exactly. I, I dorked with it a little bit and just haven't gotten back to it. I've, I've got little joy pads that are uh, Super Nintendo style joy pads. Uh-huh. And. and well, I, then that's where you need to focus yeah, your time. Yeah, I'd, I'd just be done. Yeah. And yeah, I could, yeah. and, and that should do the PlayStation games, too, I would assume, if there was anything there I wanted to play. Oh, but. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's – I don't see why that would be – You could. I don't see why that would be a problem. You could at least grab some of the PlayStation games for the ones that would run okay. Mm-hmm. And for the ones that you're probably interested about, your, your speed's about my speed when it comes to that. So if, for what we'd be interested in – uh, which is maybe two, I, you know, it'd probably be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So nonetheless, I, I don't even know how we got off on that topic, but yeah, I don't, so I, I don't have any of the minis and I have no reason to have any and, uh, uh, go arcade one up. Yeah. Uh, they're not for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally get that. So I, I totally get that. Well, anyway, on the SFG side, we talked about the Panther, the Panther made it He went on the trip. <laughs> Many a selfies uh, <laughs> were taken with the Panther. Cork. It was, he was actually at David Corrigan's booth for Southern, not Southern crud for grand old game room expo. And David had had this sign scrawled out in front of it. It said free selfies. What did it say? Free free selfies with Panther. Yeah. Did you get yeah. a picture? So, yeah. so that I looked at him and, you know, of course I like to kind of to mess with people. I said, sir, how much is a free selfie? <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me that. He gave me that side. eye look like, why do I tolerate you? Which honestly, Dave, I get from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. It's all good though. So yeah. To know I, you is to love you and, and we'll just leave it parked right there. <laughs> <laughs> I did whip up some uh, neon orange, like BT orange sunglasses for him. It done was with looking that, stylish. Uh, stylish. That orange neon. And that, like those it. were a hit. I, I didn't make the sunglasses. They were just an eBay thing ordered right out of China. Yeah. And, but they were cool, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I had two pairs. I had the orange pair and the blue pair. And David, uh, so the, the blue pair was worn around quite a bit Friday night. And then David said, if, if I had a stack of those, I could have sold them because everybody was coming to his booth wanting to buy the sunglasses. Wanting to buy the sunglasses, yes. And then I was like, man, I missed out. Yeah, well, executive producer Jim Hale, he was walking around with a pair of blue ones. Yep. And he was looking right sportage there for the time that he had them on. I, I don't that. know how he didn't go insane because he had them on flash. And yeah, I'm sure you can still see that. Oh, I, it's it, it still even hurts my eyes just thinking <laughs> about it. They were fun, and the, the the booth that was next to David was, 
uh, the oh, it was the local CW. CW, yeah, the local CW you. station. I was trying yeah. to think who had Supergirl. It was CW. Yeah, and the the sunglasses were the talk of the booth. I had to give them. Uh, I ended up giving them the link. I offered. I didn't have to. I offered it. The the uh, link to the auction where I bought them. And when I bought them, they were like four twenty something, and they'd gone up. Apparently the. The EOR sunglasses are hot because they're up to like six and some change now to the door. Oh, man. How about that? But still. Yeah. Well, I I did enjoy our time with folks at the CW booth because we immediately started talking about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and had to stop everybody because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we had to shut that all down. Yeah, had to shut that down like pronto stat. And then we were talking about, uh, you know, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and we we had to shut that down pronto stat because I don't think you've seen that. I've not seen that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah. So anyway, we, we just, it, it was, it, 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 it was conversation that could have gone on for three hours, but we had to limit it at three minutes because a they, lot they, of it they, was like, they no, were going to tear it that. up for us. Yeah. yeah. It's like, don't say that. Don't say that. So anyway, um, have you not seen, have you not seen far from, far from home? home yet? Not yet, but it's, uh, my birthday's this weekend. So I'm hoping I can, uh, I hope I can, I, I can etch out. I'm sure it's still in theaters. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't care for the 3d though oh no yeah no, see no, no. i like I, I actively avoid buy against 3d see I, yeah i'm i like it i try do you, to do you I, really oh yeah oh wow i okay. actively look for it really yeah i i oh, wow my movie times and the funny thing is is you get these big movies like yeah. like far from home yeah and even in game like uh-huh. the second time i went to see in game it was it really quickly it's difficult to find them in 3d and I don't know why. You are right. Because typically when something, even the blockbusters are, even when they're new in the theater at 3D, they have restricted show times and maybe only they're on, maybe they're only on one or two screens at, at, at the complex, you know, at the movie theater itself. And you're right. It seems like they give up the screens pretty quick, don't it's they? It's like if you're going through all the effort to do it, yeah. why is it so, it, yeah. unless there's a, a the box office tells the story where they need to put the, where they need to focus the screens. But yeah. then you would think they would also then start shifting away from doing so much in 3d. I, I don't know. I don't it know. Just, so let me ask you, I mean, for something like Endgame or, or something like Spider-Man, wh- where's the payoff for with 3d? What, I mean, where, where are you sitting at, you know, scene wise in saying this was worth the, the additional money? To me, it just seems a little bit more immersive because it, the, the concept uh, to, for me, it's more depth. There's, okay. There's no, there's no goofy 3D gags where like something's waving out of the screen at you. Yeah. To me, it's more of a depth situation. Uh, oh, okay. Fair, fair enough. So, so it, so it helps you. It helps you to be more immersed into the yeah. story. Is yes. what it does. And, and okay. if they do it right, so for example, um, it, it, this is probably a safe thing to say without any spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen Endgame because first of all it's been so far out yeah you know yeah but there's a scene where they're in Avengers headquarters and there's there's equipment sitting around Uh so if it's done correctly that equipment has depth this piece is closer than that piece is closer than that piece that's in the background Uh, okay so that gives that and I'm assuming I I, I don't know why you don't like it Do, do you have a hard time perceiving that um, I, I just, well, I have vision issues to start with. And so I, it just, it just doesn't work out for me. Okay. I, I just, I, I don't like it. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right for me. So that's, that, that's just me without getting into medical no, history cool. issues, but yeah. But yeah, for me, if it's done right, mm-hmm. you don't notice it uh, for, because it, it's it, done right. And, and that, I will definitely agree with that. I'll definitely agree with that. Any, anything that any technology like that, that becomes essentially benign 
is and it's there and you don't even know it and mm-hmm. you, it's ubiquitous in that manner then then that means it's done right yeah so anyway i don't know how we got off on that that tangent nonetheless <laughs> So well, we were talking about the CW folks oh, at the, the table folks, sitting beside yeah. David with the light up sunglasses for the Panther <laughs> that was at the uh, show booth Grand for o- the other show for Grand Old Game Room Expo. to the show that we were at. Jeez. So that's how we pull all that back. Um, I don't even sometime sometime I amaze myself. That's the slow clap right there, Brent, <laughs> because we actually reeled it all back in. <laughs> you, you did. I'm in this like half exhausted stupor where I'm. If you if you you could pull my cord, and let me go like a top. I'm wobbling up anyway. <laughs> and just fall over and just say, say, okay, well that was fun, and then move on to the next thing. So, yep. Nonetheless, uh, all that went and all that came back. So that has really been my updates. I, I started the slow roll before the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Kind of getting the games ready and getting the game plan going. That's where all my, my arcade time went. Yes. And then when I, when I jumped in whole hog on making some stuff available at the flea market, that's, it just, it was all hands on deck. Yeah. Well, good, good, good. You know, and I'll, I'll drop a hint and I, and I hopefully this will happen. I'm not going to, say any more than just like a little teaser but there might be some some part sale opportunities coming here in the not too distant future Ooh, you don't say yes, I'm, I'm talking oh. to i'm talking to some people here in town oh no no i don't want to count i need a chicken sound so i don't count them before they hatch count your yeah. chickens before they hatch. exactly yes uh you know there's 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 folks here in town including myself that have a lot of pieces and parts stuff that would make people uh, very happy to have, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to get, you know, get out into the market into yeah. the community because it's a, it could be a lot of smalls or it could be delicate stuff. And, and I, you know, I've done things like this in the past where I've helped sell out warehouses and operators and all that. So I'm, I'm wondering if I can put something together here uh, Louisville is a good place because of how we're located and, and easy access for a lot of states around us. So I don't know. I, I got I got a couple ideas. I've talked to a couple people, and if it's going to happen, I'll know before the next show, and we'll have plenty of run up to get get word out. Yeah, but, no, that sounds good. So that, that that would be fun. Maybe I, a teaser. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I, I would love to take part in a lightning exercise. <laughs> let's put let's put it that way. How about that? Come. <laughs> come buy my junk. Come buy my junk. <laughs> Just come buy my junk, please. Oh, I was, yeah. I was. That's where I was hes- hesitating because you know it's not junk. No, no. I you mean, know, we, but everybody knows. We we, we, yeah. we say it in jest. No, it's it's the furthest thing from from junk for folks in the hobby. But ultimately, you say it, it's like just come buy my junk, yeah. please. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that was me, Whitney. Tell All me right. a story. Well, tell me a good story. Oh, oh, and and uh, I tell you, if there's anything that can be done here, yarn will be spun. How about that? So. Uh, my updates are are, are a little bit, uh, I guess, kind of more all over the place simply because you did a significant amount of prep for SFGE. I did no prep for SFGE. No, I take that back. I packed clean clothes. That, that's what I did for SFGE. Is, yeah, I drove in yeah. and uh, uh, drove back, and you just did it a little different this year. I, I, you know what? I, I paid uh, Captain Delta, and I thanked him uh, when he landed me safely in Atlanta, and then I thanked him again when he landed me safely back in Louisville. <laughs> and so that's pretty much the extent of it. I didn't leave Atlanta till 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. It's, By the time I helped get the truck loaded back up. Yep. And because I, I, my stuff rode down with uh, some other locals here. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just say it. it Rec Bar sent a bunch of games down. 
and they you know they were kind enough to help me out so mm-hmm. on the back side coming back then i worked with their drivers to get everything safe and secure and loaded yeah and then took off yeah yeah cool shook hands and in the car and louisville bound i was yeah yep. now i just uh, i just went to the airport uh both sides and <laughs> and i and i do want to thank uh i do want to thank good friend jim uh jim hale for uh being being escort service for me so uh, that was absolutely awesome and much much appreciated but i mean like i say i i just I, I didn't, number one, I didn't have time. Number two, it, it, to, to prepare anything to take down. Number two, I knew I wasn't going to drive. Didn't even really want to drive this time. And number three, I, it, because of that, I couldn't take any games, Brent. So, you know, like I say, outside of a couple, you know, as I have a couple cereal bars and some clean clothes, I mean, that's pretty much how I showed up at, at, at SFG. Oh, I showed up packed for bear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, not me. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I just, oh, I I'm just not saying up. that you made the bad decision because like, a, I'm sure you can, my my voice is a is a product of having talked so much and also of being really tired. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset about it. Yeah. Now, don't take that the wrong way. I had a great time. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, and same here and we've got a we've got a we got, a, I guess, a section. It's not really a segment coming up about SFG impressions. And Brent, if you look at the show notes, I've, I've filled that out quite a bit because there's, yeah, there's some things I want to say about that. I mean, I almost lost my voice at one point over the weekend as well. See, it, 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 I'm glad you did this because I, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll yeah, get, yeah, we'll, exactly. I, I had a fear going into us discussing impressions because yeah. I was so soaked into myself and what I was doing. Yeah. Because I'm very self-centered like that. Well, I mean, everybody knows it. We all look past I know, it. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, Whitney carries my water. <laughs> and lots of it. Yeah, How he it's gets all, good. all six and a half gallons of my water in that five-gallon bucket to Carter, I have no idea. And not a drop of spill. He does so, it. Yeah, yeah. Not a drop of spill. But uh, but yeah, so we'll talk through the SFG impressions because I, I, I did have a few minutes to jot down some thoughts. And and I, I, I mean, I... I I feel like they're pretty decent thoughts just based around, uh, you know, kind of like a, a, what I consider an unbiased view of the show. But if I keep talking, then I'm uh, I, I'm going to lead into that instead of my update. So we'll, we'll get into that. Um, here, here's one thing, Brent. Uh, we we did talk a, a little bit at SFG about tropes and my and, and we'll get to one of those just here here towards the end of the show but the other one is my is my home repair that's become a trope <laughs> is, is what that's become so much so that my plumbing issues have ha, now have their own like graphic on twitter and i and i absolutely died because somebody <laughs> dug up a picture of like a 70s panel van and it says <laughs> panther plumbing on the side of it and they were like hey do you think whitney ought to contact these guys to help fix this house you know and i'm like Panther plumbing. That was oh, I, 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 I see what. Oh, I see what you did there. Wasn't, you, that wasn't a Photoshop. That uh, was no, a thing, no, that it? was. I mean, these are like real. I mean, these are like real legit guys. This is a business. I mean, the only way Panther been, plumbing. The only way it would have been any better if it was clown or circus based. Uh, yeah, exactly. With you know, I don't know, with like a crusty the clown head on the top of it or something like that. But I am happy to say that uh, that that the home repairs. Uh, that were necessitated by yet another plumbing leak um, are are definitely on, on the upward swing. So I've got got both the bathrooms uh, almost completely uh, tore out and you know ceiling out of the out of the bedroom. So it, it it's making progress. So 
you have to take two steps backwards to take one step forward. So the house is a little bit topsy turvy upside down. But the good thing about it is, is that um, I'm actively logging time to it right now, and and it's it's moving right along. So so that's all good. Um, Brent, we had we had talked a bit about, uh, and we kind of bat this back and forth a little bit about, you know, hey, let me know the next time we're going to do a pinball life order. Let me know the next time we're going to do a mm-hmm. Marco order. And invariably, I always forget to let you know when I'm going to do an order <laughs> because I work up these shopping carts and I have them sitting in an open tab for so long, and then it's just like I just need to get this stuff ordered so I can close this. So don't I can close you, don't this you tab. ever get shopping cart anxiety? Like, oh yes, I do. Uh, uh, don't, uh, I mean, don't don't you? Yeah, I do. Now, my shopping cart anxiety is 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 this site coded? Mm-hmm. Even if you log on uh-huh. to keep your cart, yeah, for the length of time that I need that cart to be yes. kept. Yeah. Yes. Now, other and I and I know we have talked about this. Other sites in in pinball related hobby sites that it, I have lost shopping carts, mm-hmm. and it and it absolutely kills me because. I work on these carts for weeks, okay? Until because I'll add a little here, pull pull something back out there as I do some more research or throw this in, or oh, that part number's been superseded. Well, th- yank that out and put the other one in. You know, it, it's all this it's all this song and dance. You know, so uh, I, I've been working on these Marco and Pinball Life orders for for weeks now, and uh, I think I've just about got them to the point where I'm going to pull the trigger on them, maybe even tonight <laughs> when I get home. You know, so Brent, I say this because now i have not forgotten so if you do need anything from marco or pinball life please let me know because within the next day or so this job is going to be considered done yeah well, right? i do i want some flipper parts so well i have got have uh, to go look right fa- now fair enough you need to go look because uh if that's the case you need to you need to uh shoot them over to me so i can so i can get them going now brent uh the next thing Well, before I get to the next thing, you wouldn't believe how long it takes to make a good order from Pinball Life or Marco, but it does take a long time. Well, yeah, because it does. What what invariably happens is, especially if you're working, if you hear a click, that's a cough drop. I'm sorry. No, no worries. If if you're working on something, what invariably happens is is you forget like a key part, Uh like leg bolts, and then you got (laughs) it leg bolts, and then you got to pay that eight dollars all over again to ship it again. You know, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, so we're working on that, but that, that's actually fun work. Um, Brent, I'm going to, I'm going to mention a word this month that I have not mentioned in easily two years, if not three years, but Brent, I dusted off the zookeeper oh, this geez. month with the, everything else you've got going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I can see dusting it off from all the uh, construction, yeah, debris. Constru- construction debris. Well, I will say this. Um, I pulled it kind of back out of its corner uh, pulled pulled a few things off of it. It's like it's it, been it sequestered to a corner. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it had been for for quite some time, but uh, I, I kind of got it back out front and center in my workroom, and uh, I've I've gone through now, and I have uh, been testing just just doing some um, doing some monitor testing on uh, some monitors that I've got that I think are going to be good candidates for for a tube swap and I, I did actually decase one TV that looks like it's going to be a good candidate as well okay so my little my little tester harness that I built up that it, it, with the, with the isolation transformer on it and stuff like that I've been getting some good use out of that over the past several weeks because I've been using that going through and just just with the TPG just testing some monitors and, and stuff like that 
that for the eventual purpose of doing a tube swap or a monitor swap for my zookeeper. Because really, Brent, that's the only thing that is keeping me from putting that back together. Is so you've re you've repinned those bajillion connectors already. I have. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Over time, uh, little by little, as I go, I have done that. And the the harness on those is uh substantial Let, let's just let's just leave it let's just leave it at that and uh and it's nice I, you know i've cleaned off the pcbs i've uh the only thing that i haven't done to the pcbs is i need to do uh the ram mod to go with the lower power ram uh that i think the 4164s oh, is it the do. same deal like you could do in a williams yeah where it's got it, tri-power it is. ram mm-hmm. yeah yeah it sure okay. is yeah it comes with tri-power ram and then you can you can swap it down to just the dual voltage ram and i've go got from the, so much of that and I can't remember the numbers. I've got so much of that RAM. You the man, because I might need to look you oh, up. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that that's one thing I do need to do the boards before they go back in. But how many how many, how many pieces of RAMs? I, you know, good question. Because Williams has like a. A, bi- a billion? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, oh my it, gosh. It, it's a boatload. It's yeah. enough to sink a ship. How about that? Yeah. So the, the, uh, the Taito, Taito, Taito's, Taito. Yes. Taito's have, uh, I still like to say Taito though, because it's, it's, Taito. It, how's it supposed to be it's said? Taito or Taito. 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 You know, Taito. I don't, it's, it's fun to mix them up quite honestly. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, uh, Taito's are, um, are flush with Ram as well. So I, I just need to go through and, and, uh, get that all sorted and get it documented. You know, and just, I got to look and log some time on that. I, I've still got a beautiful kicks cabinet out in the building. Do you now? And I, I does, got, does have the power transform on the bottom of it. It's got, I got everything oh. and I got a board set and I, cause it missed, it was missing the board set and I got okay. the board set. It's got a monitor in it. Yeah. Okay. Several years ago from, uh, um, is it a burn free monitor? <laughs> we go to look. What, what are you trying to take? <laughs> no, Kix's, I would never do that. Kicks. Uh, I've had a lot of monitors with kicks burn on them. Yes. So they're pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I want that one. So, uh, help me here. Fitzpatrick, uh, Chris Fitzpatrick. He's a big kicks fan. Yes. yes. Actually, yes. he, he had uh, a board set and we got, uh, kind of a, a situation horse, horse a, deal, going. a little horse trading a deal mm-hmm. taking care of mm-hmm. several years ago and uh i've got it sitting out there and it it's like everything else it kind of keeps getting scooted yeah, back for yeah. easier easier fixes easier fixes no I, I i totally get it well the the monitor swap really is the only thing keeping me from putting a working zookeeper back together because the boards the boards were fine when i when i took them out and um uh, this and board everything maybe, like that I can't remember what's this. This think this board had an issue. I can't re- regardless. I don't yeah. know. Well, I can't remember what I did this morning. Well, repinning the harness and uh, swapping out the ribbon cables goes a long way on on those games. There, there's no doubt about it. So, so the zookeeper, I'm I'm actually pumped to to revisit this because. It's not going to be anything that I can finish extremely quick, just due to upcoming some upcoming work commitments and travel commitments and things like that. But I am wanting to get it done and get it out of the workroom so that uh, so that I can work on my Tron because I want to install the U, the uh, the EL wire. I'm sorry, the EL lamp light kit. Uh, El ramp light kit. Let me say. Let me mm-hmm. say that correctly. That's that's a little bit to get out. The el the el ramp lighting kit for that game, and I, I'm going to need to wheel the Tron into my workroom, and you got to pull the ramps and everything like that, and it's a pain, pain, pain. And um, 
it's just one of those scenarios where I, I just really, really, really want to get that done. And that's just going to take some time and I'm going to need some room and I need the zookeeper out of the way in order to do that. And I don't want to bring the Tron in and break it down without the zookeeper being done. So that, that's really what that amounts to. So um, on the console side, Brent, and I, I will say this, I Brent, uh, gaming with my daughter has just really... Uh, kind of reignited my passion for for the console stuff and um it's it's one of those scenarios where i I'm, i am devoting a little bit of time to that each and every month because i'm just having a good time with it and i, I did it pull all of my atari 2600 consoles together <laughs> of which there are several actually and uh, i did not realize that i had had acquired uh what would essentially be a handful of those and uh i've gotten those out and you know have gone through all the power supplies gone through all of the my paddle controllers on my joysticks labeled what's a cx10 what's a cx40 and i'm going through the the process right now brent of just uh power testing each one of my 2600s and just noting what if anything's wrong with them and uh, i i did order some 2600 refresh kits so i am i am looking so forward to getting a good what's solid it? 2600 so what's in going. the refresh kits Is um it? it's really it's not much it's just, it's just a few caps it's a new dc uh power jack it's a few diodes. Um, it is a, let's see, it is a, a, it's a socket for the TIA and just, just, a, you know, a few other, just a few other things. So it, it's, okay. it's really just a handful of parts. I mean, by the time you order it, you're only paying like $10 for it and you're really paying somebody for the time to, to assemb- assemble, to assemble the kit so that you just get everything you need in one bag is really what it amounts to. Yeah. So, Cause I'll, I mean, are you getting, it, it's, it's not much. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've seen the boards on them. There's mm-hmm. not much no, to them, no, and it's mostly a custom much. chip like the Tia. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know that it's something like this: the six and the four switchers. There, you can do like you can refoam the switches or something like yeah, that. Or yeah, a dust yeah, cover. You, or, yeah, the dust covering. Clean them up. So I'll, I'll hit everything with deoxid. Put put on some new foam covers and. Uh, like I say, replace the, you know, replace the power input jack. And uh, I think there's, like I say, there, uh, there's a few diodes and, and a few, I, there, there's a few field fixes for the 2600, I think, to like clean up the RF signal if you're, if you're going to stay with RF. Uh, but of course, you can also do composite mod out. And if you, if you really, you know, are feeling, feeling a bit goosey, you could go ahead and do like <laughs> RGB out for S video or uh, S video out or, or See, RGB out. That's another thing that's, that, that what was I looking at this week? Somebody had some kind of kit or so. And and then I, I circled back to, if I really wanted this to have a better output, yeah, I'm at the point where the hardware isn't that important to me. Yeah. I mean, I've got it. I've got all these titles. Yeah. I've got boxes of 2,600 stuff. Yeah. Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I, HDMI straight I, yeah, out. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I get it. Well, that's what I'm using my Retron 77 for. So. The, oh, it, yeah. Yeah. Because got, there's that. Because the Retron has the benefit of it's being actively developed from a Stella perspective. And so the Retron 77 is, to me, it's, it's, it's the it's the better way to play Atari twenty six hundred kind of on the fly. I think I even mentioned this mm-hmm. in a prior episode. You know, it, to play it to travel with it or anything like that. No, no, not taking anything away from from the Raspberry Pi whatsoever. But the Retron's just cool because <laughs> because well the, the Stella devs are the Stella devs are really spending a lot of time. And for anybody who doesn't know, Stella is the uh, it's. 
it's essentially the the preeminent um, emulator for the Atari twenty six hundred, and so the Stella devs over at Atari Age, they 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 spend a lot of time on the Stella builds for the Retron seventy seven. So for maybe you find the Retron for sixty bucks, maybe you find it for eighty bucks. I mean, it's it's like the, it's like almost the perfect Stella machine is what it is. So anyway, there's there, there's there's a lot to like about that. Um, so yeah, I've just I've really kind of been immersing myself back in the Atari 2600 uh, scene, and I, I, I just I, I love it. I, I you know I just I kind of dip into it, then dip back out of it from a time perspective, mm-hmm. then dip back into it and dip back out. But but it keeps it fresh, and I've got enough to keep me busy with it. And I and I do really really it just I, I love it because it's just so endearing to me. I, I just absolutely love it, and. Before we get into the uh, SFGE impressions, I did want to follow up with something that I, that I'd mentioned in, in a, pri- a couple prior episodes. Uh, I had picked up a Neo Geo two slot and an MVS two slot uh, cabinet, really nice condition, everything like that. Now I, I talked about that, you know, a couple of episodes ago, but I, I did finish up doing uh, a lot of my my research, Brent, on the multi carts for the for the MVS, and I wound up hopping on a pre order for the dark saw for the dark soft multi cartridge. Oh, so this so is a newer multi cartridge. It, it is a newer multi cartridge, and uh, it, that's that's the one that I wound up going with i looked at the neo sd i looked at uh, all the chinese emulation cartridges and i, I don't and, even know what the neo sd was last time i looked it was all the imported yeah well and they uh, all had some weird thing about yeah them. well let's, let's put it this way if you want to play the roms as as the motherboard processing what it thinks to be a cartridge an honest goodness true blue cartridge then the dark soft or the Neo SD are the way to go. Um, the other cartridges emulate. And so with the, with the dark soft or the, or the Neo SD, you're playing the actual ROMs themselves. What do you mean they emulate? Like they actually play the game on cart and then just export the video? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. It, well, different ones will do it different ways, but but some of them may some of them may feed it a BIOS and then and then feed it uh, essentially a packaged emulation of the game itself that that plays through the MVS motherboard to the to the output the video out and everything like that, and it, it's it's really kind of a mixed bag. But the DarkSoft and the Neo SD seem to be the seem to be the best of the mm, options. So okay. that's that that's the way that I wound up going. So I just wanted to. Kind of uh, come back. So is this a claw thing that you, where you find? No, you have to go. No, I'll put a link into the show okay. notes because it's a different forum altogether that it, that that is dedicated to mostly Neo Geo, to the MVS, to the AES, and and things like that. And um, Darksoft is the is I guess the the company person slash developer on this and frequents the forum and uh, it's under re- it's under really active development. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that uh, works itself out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in a nutshell, Brent, between last month SFGE and uh, and plumbing repair and homeowner <laughs> repair, that's what I was able to to eke into eke into this month. So uh, again, don't forget 
Marco pinball orders and pinball well, life see, that's, orders I'm, are I'm actually looking right now at a pinball manual. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good podcasting, Brent. Well, I'm sorry. I wanted to make sure Sh- I didn't shame forget. Shame on you, buddy. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Oh, this was the... Oh, that's... Look at that. Fair enough. Look at that just, parts layout. Just, mm. just, make, just make a note. Just make a note. Okay, so... Well, you're not going to like this. You're... you're, you're well, I guess you could make the order yeah. on Pinball Life, but it will be delayed because they're closed for vacation. Are they really? Yeah, there's Bum a big deal. banner on there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I, I didn't realize that. But okay, that's fine. Well, I still got to keep the cart going. Um, <laughs> let's talk SFG impressions. Okay. Okay. Because we've got, um, we've, we've got a bunch of bullet points here. And while this is all fresh in our mind, because we're... We're very heavily um, invested in our own Louisville Arcade Expo. So I think our perception and maybe our perspective on LAX is a bit, uh, I, I don't want to say tainted, but it's a bit more kind of behind the scenes because mm-hmm. we're involved with the with the expo organizers. We're, you know, they, they help us out with space and we provide content for the show and and we've just got such a tight, you know, a tight, um, I guess, relationship with those guys. It, it It's it's interesting to talk about SFG this way is kind of more like attendees rather than content providers. Mm-hmm. So especially this year. So because we were both able to make it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, Brent, you, you've got several things listed here. I added to it, but let's just go right down the list and you and I can kind of bat this back and forth as we have perspective. But uh, the first one you have listed here for this year was load in and load out. Yep. And why is that important? So in prior years, the game floor itself was in a, I guess that's a big ballroom that's right there kind of in, in the... A ballroom is the best way to say that. In the convention space area of the... Yeah. It, where I'm having a hard time with convention spaces is that, that where it's at now is basically like a convention center Cent- that happens to be attached to the building. Yeah. This was a ballroom in a hotel. In a hotel. Or a, a conference. This ballroom. was like a conference... It, no, it they have a conference space, several rooms that yeah. are like dedicated on this floor that's yeah. obvious of varying sizes that yeah. ring f- the second floor. Yeah. It was a big ballroom. Yeah. That, that you could use, just say it. That you could use for a myriad of, yeah. of, of uses, everything from uh, an actual dance or a yeah. concert all the way to now, a corporate it, meeting or now, whatever. Now Brent, we call those hootenannies here, here in I, Kentucky. Thank you. Dances. I stand yeah. for a hootenanny. A hootenanny. Do yes. they have a hootenanny? <laughs> So in prior years, to get into that space, there was a, uh, an elevator that, that everyone had to contend with. And I'm going to admit, I, I have, was lucky in that I didn't have to mess with it. In, in a prior year where I've brought games in, I was fortunate that I just kind of you know, kind of glommed on with other people. Yeah. And then they just, mine was, was brought in as part of theirs, and I just showed up, and magically there it was. Yeah. And on loadout one year... We ended up, I, I helped on with a loadout and we ended up with a truck. Actually, I think it was on the dock for the kitchen. So somehow, some way we ended up not even having to deal with an elevator, but we had to traverse some hallways and it all together. It was, it was a, it was a difficult task for everybody and yes. everyone yeah. seemed to really hate <laughs> that, 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 that elevator. Yeah, I, I, because I it, it's a, I it's it. a choke point. It's a bottleneck. That was that was removed this year because the 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 space that they had for the game room now had no elevator. It had a huge roll up door that emptied right into the parking lot, and you could you could back right up to the door. 
And then actually the space outside of the door was almost like a pull through, like you pull in and can stage up. Yep. And there was parking a lot, spaces all area, parking area all around. It's not like it actually adjoined a road. So you could cart games, weather permitting, right out in the parking lot, right in your truck. You didn't even have to wait to back up to the door. Yes. So that now I will say that this this is where you should be kind to your fellow man. Because <laughs> I hear a lesson coming here, Brent. I, you know, and honestly, you'll like this. We'll get we'll cover this on the end. I've got a list of things I learned at SFGE this year. <laughs> so oh, that, that, okay. this is coming. Oh, oh, okay, is, I didn't put that. Did, in the you, show. did you write these down? Yeah, that's actually written down. Idiot! Whoa! Now that's yeah. a list, dude. That's a list, man. So we'll and there's some fun stuff in here, but we'll talk about it. But oh, nonetheless, okay. there's right. a lesson for there's a lesson about being kind to your neighbor here. And we're all in this together and pay attention to those around you and not just yourself, because Mm -hmm. even though you've got this ginormous door, you back up a good sized truck in the door and choke it off to everybody else that's doing their thing, going in and out of the parking lot. You, you, you now inadvertently created a virtual freight elevator. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and then you take that gap that's there and you back the next person comes and backs up another vehicle in it, then you're done everybody else is done. They've got all these running trucks with open doors setting out in the parking lot that they can't get to. And I'll be honest with you, that happened a couple times and it wasn't that, you know, everything was gridlocked for an hour. You you pile up, you block the, this huge door off for five minutes, and you got a bunch of people standing there that's been there all weekend, and they've got a trip home ahead of them, and they're waiting for somebody, you know, fiddling around because they've blocked the only ways out. Yeah. So, like I said, it's not a show thing. They the show had actual staff there uh, that was dedicated to keeping that process moving. But even for them, it was difficult dealing with folks that were just focusing on what they were doing. And it there was a couple bottlenecks. Yeah. The show managed it very well. In my opinion, I don't think that they should have had to have. So just just a thought. Keep there's other folks around, you know. Yeah. We're all together in this. Yeah, yeah. And I saw quite a bit of that with, you know, people that were under that were undermanned or un, you know, they they didn't have the the they were by themselves, or it was one or two people. Yeah. Everyone was pitching in, helping yeah. move games, load games, get stuff up in trucks, especially if you had ramps and not lift gates. And you get a little heat in the day, and it's been a long weekend, and people get tired. And so there was, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like, uh, uh, I'll shiv you, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like a prison scene. Yeah. It, it was... It went very well, but well, you know, like good, I said, that's good. there was no freight elevator, so that just having that ground access directly to a large parking lot was a huge thing. Okay, so gotcha. So, so you think that was a positive? Oh, change yeah, yeah, this absolutely, year. yeah. Okay, all right. And, and like I said, the little negative because I had there. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the yang to your ying at some point okay. here oh, fairly I know. soon. Okay, Th- that wasn't a, that wasn't a knock on the show in any yeah. way, shape, or form. It's, I understand. It's just a gentle reminder yes. to our fellow gamers. Yep, yep. It's Fair. not all about just you. Yep. This this it's all about true. Brent. <laughs> Again, Brent, the slow <laughs> clap. There you go. You, you made it happen. You brought it all back, buddy. <laughs> so in that, I guess that takes us right in. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was jumping ahead, but I think these next few points are all kind of tied together because they all relate to that new space. 
So load in and load out. I, I mean, I, what I've got on that is just from a spectator standpoint, mm-hmm. what I did notice is that, and I wasn't there for the load in, but I was there for at least a portion of the load out. And I will say that, 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 aircraft hangar door made all the difference in the world okay because that place emptied out faster than i ever thought possible once the show was over at four o'clock on sunday afternoon i mean people wasted no time they were busting stuff Mm -hmm. down breaking stuff down and getting stuff out Yeah, you've got if you got that door open you're going you could go six or seven wide at a time rolling games out and that's go 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 that's one person right behind another no i'm talking yeah you you literally had the space where if you had six or seven people Uh wide that's what i'm saying you could go right out yeah with another six or seven right behind right it. behind yeah them. yeah that's very 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 easy to see that so um let's talk a little bit about the overall logistics of the show because there, there's a lot going on at sfg it's not just pinball and it's not just arcade i mean that's that's the majority of what we see but there's a significant amount of uh, there's a significant amount of board gaming going on. In fact, that that whole uh, that whole genre of of gaming or segment of gaming has just really exploded in popularity because there were always what seemed to be like a couple hundred people out there in the board gaming area playing board games it is just absolutely crazy mm-hmm. handheld gaming it has grown over it, the years it has grown over yep. the years and the handheld gaming uh market i guess that supports that for like trading card based games or you know miniature figurine based you know base games or add-ons to to board games and stuff like that it seemed like the peripheral market to support the board and the card games mm-hmm. was very well represented at, at SFGE, so there was there was a, a lot of uh, a lot of vendor action going on right there, uh, as well as like some indie game developers and, and things like that. Now, uh, did you even get into the vendor room? I I, did, I never made it into. I the never vendor made room. it into the vendor room. No, I did not. All I'm all I can all I'm speaking of is what I saw while walking around the peripheral of of that big hall where mm-hmm. all the board where all the board gaming was going on, but I never made it into the vendor room per se. Um, they, they've also got some, you know, some, I, I guess, uh, you know, uh, family entertainment slash adult entertainment. They, they had, you know, wrestling going on. They had a hot pepper eating contest going on. They had an eighties prom go on on Saturday night. A lot of, a lot of external, I, I, I no, not external, but a lot of peripheral activities mm-hmm. going on outside of the core of the, of the, of the gaming portion of the expo itself that I, I think there's enough there for the entire family to be uh, to, to be satisfied with what they pay to get into to SFGE. I, I will say that the one thing that that I that I do think probably took a little bit of a hit was just around the overall hours of accessibility on everything because it seems like now that things have moved around and spread out a little bit that some of the especially like in the arcade and the pinball side there there were no there were no like extended hours or or anything like that there was there was no provision for like a band on saturday night like they like they had in the ball when the game room was in the ballroom area Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so things felt a bit more disconnected to me and it felt a bit more like i was at a con rather than an expo 
And so that so from a logistics perspective, it it it, it felt it felt kind of loose and disconnected and disassociated and, from each other. And the reason for that, for folks that haven't been in prior years, that ballroom that we talked about that you had access to the freight elevator, that was the location of the, of the, the ballroom the, itself, of, of the, the game room, of the, of the game, game room. room. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so the second floor of this hotel is basically SFGE and the center atrium is open. Yeah. The rooms go around that atrium and then the rooms on the, the spaces on the second floor are for the most part used for SFGE like panels and the like. Yeah. And then that area opens out toward the back of the, the property into this big open space where the gaming the board gaming area is there's a lot of vendors, the, the main restrooms, the registration, and then out radiated around that space are additional rooms used for SFGE, including the big main ballroom, which is where the pinball tournament and stuff was moved this year and some other tournaments that used to be the game room. Yeah. To get to the game room that, and I agree with you, you had to take a little bit of a walk because you mm-hmm. had to follow a corridor off the left side of that open space I was mentioning and then work your way through a little hallway to get back to an attached uh, convention center. Convention that I, I center guess was, hall. It yeah, was like it was, a convention hall. Yeah, a convention hall. It yes. was owned, I think it was actually maybe owned by the county yeah. or something it, like it, that. It, it, as I understand it, it wasn't part of the hotel. It may have been connected, but it wasn't It wasn't part of the hotel. At least that's what that's what the common understanding that was being circulated around by everybody, by everybody was. So, so you got the benefit of the space. Yeah, but you lost some of the tightness, the tight knit mm-hmm. feel of it. You did. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt. So there's a there's a balance there that there is. You know, you, you get easier load in, you get easier load out, you get better space. The acoustics were questionable, but you know, until, oh, just hang tight. I'm, I'm gonna I have my say on that. Until you do it, you don't know. That's and, very true. And the SFGE folks, they're good about mm-hmm. adjusting and overcoming. Oh, so they, I, they they care. They, oh they yeah, care. absolutely. So I'm not too yeah. concerned about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. You know, the one thing that was kind of really cool about the, uh, the prior location is, is you could kind of put a band in there uh-huh. and they would get a themed band in there and it would yeah. kind of fit that. It give you that more arcade feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because and they just weren't able to do that. They, they weren't able to do that. And, and I remember in prior years where Saturday night they would have a band or they would have music going on and it really felt, you know, they turned down the lights and uh, you got some strobes going on, and some ball, you know, some you know, some 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 rotating balls and stuff like that. Yep. And it really felt like you, you were mean a disco ball. Yeah, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and it really felt, yeah, one of those, Brent, one and of those it, things. Yes, yeah. that too. And it really felt like it was. It really felt like you were in some place kind of special, okay? Because it it felt period right, or it felt throwback right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this year there, there wasn't any of that. It was, it was a convention hall, um, that was just, it was just loaded full of games and, you know, right, wrong or otherwise that that's, that that's what it was. Um, but again, you know, the the new space for the game room, there, there were two things that I think were really kind of working against it. And there were several things that it had going for it really, really strong. So let's talk about the good before we talk about the bad. Okay. Number one, Easily accessible restrooms. 
that that were uh, that were big and easy to find and did not seem to have a problem the entire weekend long. And it they had an awesome setup for concessions. Oh yeah, where, where you could take yeah. a break, sit down at a table. Eat, you know, your funnel cake, your hot dog, or you know, your you know, cotton candy, whatever it is, you you know, your soft your, your soft baked pretzel, whatever it is you wanted to to buy, but you had a place to sit and eat it, mm-hmm. and you had a place to congregate. And I, I didn't think about and, that and, too, and that was cool. I like that when they added that space. That also brought with it the associated restrooms. I, not that the restrooms there in the main area were ever uh, overrun, in my opinion, or not maintained by the hotel. But you, you've also got additional relief, no pun intended, because you with that new space came the two restrooms are there in the front. Is that true? Talking about Whitney there yes. in that that uh-huh. little entryway, that, yeah, the little vestibule, yeah, yes, vestibule, yeah. How's that? You ever had a hoot nanny in a vestibule? Uh, hoot, hoot nanny in a vestibule, but you're missing, but you're missing the disco ball, you know. Yeah. So well, th- there you only have so much space in the vestibule. <laughs> this much is true. Um, so, so I, I really think that that was that was nice. And the space itself was just huge, mungus. Okay, it, it, there was so many. Square feet there, um, I think they. I, I think they listed as like an additional, uh, what Brent, like thirty thousand square feet, something like that. For, for I honestly, I can't recall. Man, I I, I want to say I want to say it was right around that number, but I'd have to go back and look at the Facebook post. But anyway, um, the I, I guess the problem the the two room the two areas for improvement. Okay, let, let me let me try to stay positive with this. Is that number one? the the layout of the games did not really take advantage of all the space that was in there because what you had was just a few kind of corridors created by just lining the games up side by side and i realized that may be a function of power distribution that may be a function of utility that may be a function of a lot of things probably several things i don't know about but ultimately it just seemed like there, there could have been a, a, a bit more. It, it, everything could have been spaced out a bit more, like maybe in a, a cross pattern or something like that, where you could see the side art on the games, and, and it just created a bit more of a, a bit more of a walkway area because the games felt like they were interspersed with the vendors that were that were in that room. Like you'd have a row of games backed by some backed by a row of vendors, and then right behind the vendors was another row of games, and then maybe a, a row of vendors or some vendors in some games. It just it just seemed like, it just seemed like there really wasn't any um really wasn't a lot of organization put to it it was just a lot of just a lot of assembly <laughs> I, I guess you could say it just mm-hmm. it just kind of it just kind of uh there it was you and, know? and i look at that like this hey it's the first time out of the gate very true so you got to have a starting point got to have a starting point but but now, i think i think if there's an area for improvement it would be Get, get the vendors get the vendors kind of isolated to themselves and then get the games uh kind of isolated to themselves and then stack them to the point to where y- you've got some walkway and you can walk around the game see the games appreciate the games everything like that see and and I'm of a similar opinion but I can understand the other side of it sure the, the similar oh, yeah. opinion being I would personally prefer to have a vendor space mm-hmm and a game space. Yeah, me too. And, and not even in an event like this. I, uh, even if it was a car show. Yeah. The car's over here. Vendor's the, over the here. The vendor's over here. The flip side of it is, is 
if you intersperse everything, then the vendors are happier because they get more foot traffic. They, they get more foot traffic. That's exactly. So I, I, I could see that. Yep. Uh, and you're talking about like the, uh, uh, you know, like maybe power constraints and all that. I, I know that they were tracking pretty hot, hot and heavy the number of games that they had because that was a concern. Yep. They were trying to figure out what they could do. And did you actually happen to see this just went up today, the day we're recording the, the, the by the, the number st- stats? The by the number stats. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they had in that space, they had, and it didn't feel like this. This is how good size the space was. Yeah. It, 182 pins and 147 videos. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot that's, of games. That's a lot. Yes, it is. It, it really is. And, and so, so I, I think there's, you know, I, I think there's definitely something they've they've got a, they've got a good base there, and it'll be interesting to see how that kind of grows up over time. The one thing that I that I do feel is a learning uh, a, a learning step on this was just the acoustics of that game room because, or I'm sorry, that convention hall with all those games in mm-hmm. and the pinball machines going and everything like that. It was a concrete floor with metal on two sides and a high metal ceiling and Brent and and for everybody else that, that was there, I think they'd back this up. The, the place was at a constant roar that was almost deafening and it just a lot of the echoing. Uh, I, I think the entire room just felt like a, just one huge echo chamber because you walk out of the, of the game room or of the conference hall and literally you step out about seven to eight feet and it become and it, you can hear normal again, and so I would highly suggest that if you're if you have sensitive hearing or, or anything like that, make sure take a set of earplugs next year because they they will actually be your friends. Because what we found, and Brent, I, I saw this so many times, is that in order to talk to somebody, they would have to they would have to take their head and crane their ear down by my mouth to hear what I was saying. And, and I caught or, myself doing that quite oh, a bit. Yes, or. And to add to that, I was having to yell in order to say everything. And even by late Friday night, I was hoarse because I was try- I was constantly having to yell over the games. And I, I think I, I think that there's just there's some there's some benefit to be had there by by hopefully making some improvements. So, and I think that stuff will be straightened out because again, yeah, I certainly that's, hope so. That, that's to me, that's one of those you you don't. You, there's a lot of stuff you can't necessarily anticipate till you're in the middle of it. And That's exactly if there's right. one thing that all the shows that we've gone to have shown us is um, they, they figure out what works and, and what and doesn't they, and, and they, they change fix it, it up. They fix it and they go forward. But I, I do think that, um, I, I do think that it's important to provide constructive criticism and I'm trying to make this constructive. Oh, because, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a, a good mix at SFG and and I think that it'll only continue to get better. I, I just hope, especially in that game hall, that they can that they can address a, a couple of those things for uh, you know for the next time around. Well, SFG aside, uh, one of the things that just personally, yeah, I I just need to do, and that maybe this is an age thing, uh-huh. is take earplugs and stuff like this. And, and I should have. I'll yeah. tell you because. I mean, I won't go. I'm, I'm not going to get into it too much, but honestly, dude, my ears rang for at least a day, if not longer than that, after I got home. And 
I, I, I freely admit I've got um, I've got a, a, a low grade level tinnitus and I'm sensitive because I don't want it to get any worse. Mm-hmm. And I did myself no favors over over the SFGE weekend, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I and I'm not even talking said specifically talking about SFGE because I really feel that that will be improved. I'm sure that that was yeah. a point that was noticed very quickly yeah. and was discussed. I'm just talking in general going forward. I think my personal lesson here is I'm yeah. going to take earplugs no take, matter where I, I, I go. And you know something? I need to do that. I actually need to start packing earplugs with me all the time mm-hmm. is what I need to start doing. So lesson learned. Okay. Now let's talk about. Let, let's talk about to my things I learned at SFT. Okay, would let's you write, take earplugs everywhere. Would you write okay. that down for me, please? Okay. Brent, let's talk about the games that stood out. I've got my list. Okay. I assume you've written yours on the me notebook. I, I haven't. Any. Well, okay. From memory, what did you play that stood out? This is going to sound strange, Whitney. Okay. But the entire weekend, Mm -hmm. and I can't figure out where the time went. Yeah. I probably played less than 10 games of anything. Oh, okay. And the games I played, I I played at least, I played one game of Iron Maiden with Uh you all. Yeah. Uh, That was like the last game we played for the day. It was it. Of the expo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should have played Beatles. Beatles was there in the Marco booth mm-hmm. to see what yeah. that was all about. Man, and did Marco have a booth? Oh yes, they oh, they had. You talk about for, knocking it like out. Forty three pinball machines yep. and sofas set up. That was the biggest example of the Marco booth I've ever seen. It was, yeah. And the lounge was really nice. Yeah, the lounge was really nice. Did you, the, and you, the did, you notice, did you notice? Did you notice? the sign Dan had made up that was pointing yeah. down to the lounge. Yes, yes, yes. That I pulled was, a, did you, did you, when I talked to, to Mark, did you, did, were you standing there when I, of course I pulled the Southern on him. He's from, they're all from the South. Well, yeah. For the most part. Yeah, they, they I said, get it. I pointed the sign. I said, where's the luge track at? And it said lounge, of course. <laughs> you know? No, I wasn't there, <laughs> Just, but did he get a kick yes, out of he it? Did. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> Good he deal. looked at me like I was an idiot, which yeah. was uh, now, true. I and am. we're talking about Mark. We're talking about Mark Ramirez. He's the owner of Marco Pinball. Yeah. So yes. Oh, not it's. Uh, is that it? I didn't know his last name. I mm-hmm. thought okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I honestly did not know his last name. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Anyway, so, so yeah, they had a, a heck of a booth, and the the sofas were awesome. It, it was very nice. Yeah, it but was, I was I nice. didn't get to play a handful of games. I played uh, Scared Stiff. There was a really nice Scared Stiff there. It was okay. Listen, the name's escaping me. I so apologize. It was a fan of the show. That's why oh, I went over yeah. and played it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, he talked to us out in the hall in front of uh, the Grand Ole Game Room Expo's booth. Okay. And I played. Um, did he win best of show with that? I have no idea. I, okay. I did make it over to the awards, but I got there after the awards. I okay. was there for the the door prizes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I I, I played a, I played Scared Stiff. Uh-huh. I played Iron Maiden. Uh huh. Seems like I played a couple games with Jim Hale yeah. over in the Marco booth. Yeah. And that was it. Well, I didn't really get to play anything. Okay. Well, and, and I don't know and I get, what I'm sitting here like, what did I do with my yeah. weekend? Well, we talk to people is what we do. And, and same for me, but uh, I'll tell I you, I did play a couple Willy Wonka games with Casey, but I, I unfortunately I didn't get to focus on it. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll say the, the games, the games that I played that stood out for me was, um, I did get to play several games of Willy Wonka, uh, with, uh, Daniel Copeland. So he, he and I played a couple times and then I played a couple times by myself. So, um, there, there's that, um, it got to play Oktoberfest and Cosmic Carnival. Uh, I, I really did like, 
uh, Willy Wonka. I thought it was I thought it was a, a fun playing game. I didn't really get to focus on it, um, and I was just play, and I was playing. Well, I, I want to say just, but I was playing the standard. <laughs> it was playing the standard edition, not the not the limited or, or the collector's edition. So um, that was uh, that that was what was what was available most of the time. And uh, I, I take that back. Daniel and I also did play uh, one of the uh, Wonka CEs. It was one of the prototype games, but it was, it was very, very nice. Uh, and so um, the Jersey Jack games, I don't own any. They've got, they've got a, a, a neat kind of uh, fit and finish to them and a feel to them that, uh, that it's definitely, uh, it's definitely their own. And Wonka is just a, it's just a beautiful, an absolutely beautiful game. So I, I'm, looking let's put it this way i'll sum it up by saying i'm looking forward to playing that more okay definitely um oktoberfest played a few games on it um i you know i don't want to man i i don't know how to say it it's it it's it's no more endearing to me now than it was than it was and and i i hate to say that because maybe it's because i just i haven't I just really haven't been able to dig into it, but I appreciate the deepness and everything that's going on. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I just have a lot in that game. There's a lot of shots. There's yes. And I, I, I'm, I've said this on the show before. I, and I keep talking about them, but I mean, it just is what it is, but rec bar has one on the floor Yeah, and they have a Houdini. So I've yeah. played both a fair amount and, the Oktoberfest, personally, I like a little better. Yeah, yeah. And, and I still don't have much of a clue as to what's going on because there's so much to do. Yeah, and and maybe maybe I just haven't got gel gelled with it yet. Shots I, I, feel good to me. Yeah, yeah. well, and and that's I liked it. Yeah, and I I didn't not like it, but I, I just didn't it just didn't grab me. I guess and. Maybe it's because I'm, but maybe it's because every time I've played it, I've played it in an expo with people over my shoulder and people wanting extra noise, a lot of extra noise and stuff. So I don't want to write it off, but I, but I just didn't get that instant gratification kind of, oh, I see, you know, or oh, I, I get this, or oh, it's, you know, it's it's really doing this or that. Yeah. Even like I did with Wonka the first couple of times of playing Wonka, it it it, it gelled. This just hasn't yet. To, to me, know. Oktoberfest isn't one of those games where you could walk right up to it and within a couple of games, even if you fall into it, get a multi ball. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it's it's a little bit more involved. Involved. Yes. There's so many modes and so many things to do and and you, know, just, you could you can start down a rabbit hole just yes. following the flashing lights. Y- yes. So yeah, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, and so I'll just say that uh, I just need more time with that. I, I I certainly appreciate and respect what that what has been done to get that game to the point to where it is because it's obviously been uh, a, a game that a lot of folks have worked on to put a lot of time into. Um, I, I just haven't got the walk up, the walk up feel to it just mm-hmm. yet, but you know, that could just be as much me as, as anything else. I did play cosmic carnival. Um, I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty decent, man. So uh, yeah. And, and I yeah. should, I'm looking forward to playing that. I'll yeah, probably get to play it, it this it was, weekend. It, it was cool. And everybody, it, it, while I was playing it, people would say, but whitney has got clowns in it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're a non-threatening kind of clown. It's it's okay. It's like Krusty the Clown, not Ziggy the Clown, you know? So it's See, already, I didn't even get to look at it, but like yeah. I said, I, I know this weekend I'll have access to one. Okay. And I don't know if you saw that, but there's one on location here in Louisville now. Oh, no, I did not yeah, know that. Uh, and uh, I'll circle it right back around. Yeah. Rec, rec Bar just okay. put one out. Number two. Well, good deal. Well, good for them, man. Um, I I'd probably ought to stop in and play it because... 
I, I did. I enjoyed it. And it, it's a beautiful game. The artwork package on it is is fantastic. It just it draws you in. There's a lot to look at. Um, it, you know, it's one of those scenarios where the art package to me has got it, it's got that instant appeal to it. And Brandon, in a lot of ways, it's really complex, almost kind of like Ghostbusters art is really complex. Well, I saw know? it from afar. I yeah. didn't have an opportunity to admire it close up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it almost looks like it would be uh, blacklight reactive. Uh huh. It really does. It's, so I it's, wonder if it is. It's got that color scheme to it, mm-hmm. and it, it. You know something? That game just looks right. That's the that's the best way I know to say it. Um, you know, it didn't feel odd or off really to me, seeing as how this is you know the first machine from from a new company. Uh, it didn't really feel uh, like it was out of place from a manufacturing standpoint or anything like that. The flippers felt good, so uh, you know build quality felt felt pretty decent. Um, you know, it's it, it it was it was not a bad experience whatsoever. Definitely looking forward to putting some more time on that. Now I will say the one sleeper surprise for me that i played that i just absolutely had a ball on was black knight sword of rage okay yes i did all right and uh, i played the pre- i'm glad you saw it i didn't it, see it, it. Oh, oh oh okay fair enough i, I just that see now that i, I had fun with i'm that. gonna flip your Oktoberfest. Okay. i just was like uh, I, and, and i played a pro and uh-huh. a premium and yeah. i just I don't know. Yeah, I played them both. Um, Daniel Copel and I played them, played them both quite a bit. I think he had mentioned that he was kind of digging on the pro more than the premium. Um, either one, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I will say as much of the enjoyment for that for me was um, was knowing and getting to hear at least the when they would happen. The Steve Ritchie callouts, and they had they had to have that game cranked up super high on the volume because if you it, you know and, and I kind of I kind of lean over a game when I play, so my head is a little closer to the back box, and I could hear Steve Ritchie. I couldn't hear everything he said, but I could hear the tone and the inflection and the laugh, and you know, kind of like that that grizzled kind of demonic laugh going on, <laughs> and, it, and it put a smile on my. Face. This is what it would do, and so Black Knight sort of rage. And none of that goes together. You realize that? Right? I, I totally get that. But but when you add the whole package up, I was walking away from it with a smile on my face. I, I really, really was, and so I was I was digging it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you know, Brent, we don't we don't have to understand it. We just have to know what we feel. You know, and that's that's kind of how it goes. Uh, played Iron Maiden and really enjoyed that. That I, I think that was fun. Now, you hadn't played Iron Maiden? Before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, okay. I played yeah. it, but, but you had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Several times. Uh, great shooting game. Lots of fun. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was it, it was fun. I didn't I didn't do very well on it. But, of course, I, I mean, but I haven't played a whole lot of it either. Mm-hmm. So not, you know, week, week in and week out. You know, I don't have exposure to it like that. And then on the arcade side, before we move on to, um, to the next one, on the arcade side, I do want to give a couple of honorable mentions here. I got to play Gyrus, which I absolutely love. I got to play Gap Plus, or what some folks would call Galaga 3, which I absolutely love. There's a beautiful Rally X Cabaret there that I absolutely loved. And um, a couple of games that I had not gotten to play in a while, and one, well, uh, two games. One I had not gotten to play in a while that was awesome to revisit was Wizard of War. And uh, I do want to give a shout out um, 
to our, to our friend John on his Bucky O'Hare, and it was a beautiful restoration. Did you get to play that? I did not, but yeah. I did get to load it into a truck. Okay, gotcha. So well, yeah, on the way out, I helped John get that get that thing. It's, it's it, a beast. It's a beast. But uh, but John Davies Bucky O'Hare, I did get to play it. It's it, it's a beautiful game, and uh, it, it's it's fun and quirky game as well. So I did I did roll a couple of games through on that, and uh, it was. It was nice, very nice. So, John, uh, good job with you and uh, your friends there that, that helped you on that for sure. So, um, I, I guess before we get into the sessions and the interviews, uh, a couple people that we hadn't met before. Uh, I just I wrote this down. I didn't know if you had any as well. Uh, Jason Fowler from the Slap Save Pinball Podcast. Mm-hmm. We we got to meet him, spend some time with him. That was uh, that was a great conversation that, after the panel that we yep, had. Yep, sure enough. And, and go go ahead. Then. Yeah, and, and then the other one, uh, Zach Meany from uh, Flipping Out Pinball and this the the This Week in Pinball Podcast. It's uh, that's that's a fun podcast it's good from you know a topical news kind of standpoint so i uh, hadn't met either of those gentlemen before and uh it was it was great to get to meet some new faces especially in the podcasting scene so, so and i'd actually got to meet i've seen her everywhere and help me whitney if i and hopefully i get her pronounce her name correctly i think she stresses the eyes at imoto imoto harney okay yes yes and, and i've seen her at countless events but yeah. haven't had the opportunity to actually have a conversation with her mm-hmm. so unfortunately the com- first conversation i had was short right before they turned the camera on and then i had you to- mean kind of like hi i'm brent yes, oh and then exactly. here's the camera yeah yeah <laughs> and i tell you in in speaking with her and i know jason we talked a little bit about uh the show that's what that, those were a couple points during sfge where i was I was personally just touched because it was like oh, people, very much so. people actually listened because they yeah. were asking questions about here I am, you know, I know what they do yeah. and their shows and the things that, you know, Amoto does a lot of, of, a lot of video. Of course, Jason and Zach, they have their own they shows. Have their own shows yeah. And then they're speaking with us about our show and it's obvious that they listen. They listen. And, yeah. Um, I was humbled I, in, in both so, cases. Yes. Was I? Yes. In, in in the case with Jason, especially in the case with Jason, and then with Imoto as well, I was humbled. I was humbled both times because they they knew stuff. And, they did, and, and, and that that and was. And I so can't believe I yeah. missed all the hints on Imoto's pinball because yeah. it's not like I, it's I a game it. we talked about. I missed it too because I'm sitting there saying, "Come on, tell me, did it? What, what did you buy one from Stern? Did you buy one from Marco? I, just please tell me I was what getting, you have." I was you know? I was going through this this when the when the video comes out, I know. We'll link it out, yeah. and we'll have it on Twitter and Facebook, yeah. and I'm sure we'll eventually talk about it in the show and have links in the show notes. Oh, oh, she 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 pawned us big time. Is oh what yeah, she absolutely. Did. Because oh, yeah, the yeah. game was a game that was one of the trope games. But uh-huh. I say that, but but it is a fun game. It, yes, it is, and it's and she bought it, and, and it's she her bought first it, pinball, and it was it and was she, like the perfect dovetail. She, oh, and she totally pawned to both yeah, of us. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we were both just hook, line, and sinker done. So yes. And then Jason taught me a little lesson in that, um, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, 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 the silliness that I get, I start and then I hang on to. Oh, you got to be careful with that. Dude. Oh, yeah. And then I know it just makes Whitney, his teeth just cringe at times. Yeah. Uh, some, I, you're right. I can be careful because some of it kind of can hit home. It, we, we gotta, we gotta kill that one trope yeah. about, about this being the last show. So, well, this is the last show to the next one. Until the next one. <laughs> exactly. Here you yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Slow clap. Three Slow times. clap. Yes, three times. There, there we go. 
but uh, but this yeah, is not the last. Yeah, show. but uh, so, so God love Jason Fowler. He was he was so concerned, and I could tell that it's like if he's concerned, there's probably a lot of people. Yeah, who, we've who I, think I've this. taken this one too far. It's, it, yeah, that trope's been taken too far. So Brent Ixnay on the last show a is <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if I say it in pig Latin, I'm being kind about I it. Did, so. I did bring it out one more time with a moto. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So so we we know that one's got to got to got to be uh got to be uh, cut but it was so it was, was humbling cut. conversations all the very way much around. so very much so it, and and we so so appreciated it it that's the kind of stuff that's you know a little bit chicken soupish for the soul i guess mm-hmm. you could you could say because you realize that that the reach is there and people are listening and that they take it serious and and they they actually you know they, they actually get invested and uh that's something that we we have to keep in mind so, so yeah. let, let me let me put this out here and i'm i'm gonna this is this is just for imoto so nobody else listen okay just for imoto now uh-huh. i may have mentioned this to you before whitney and i okay. think i might have mentioned it to maybe Mike Martin and perhaps Jim and but the, just me and you I motor right here I want you to know that personally I do not care to have pictures taken I just don't like pictures I never have and I really didn't think that I was going to do well when I, a camera was stuck in my face uh, so I did that for you <laughs> for Marco <laughs> it's all good it, it'll turn out it'll turn out very well well you know something uh, Mark Mark uh, caught I, I don't know if he said something to you but he caught me as we were walking out and he said thank you guys for I taking the time that. to do that yes yeah so it, it Mark, was all good Mark did not attempt to take a picture of me so. yeah so it, <laughs> it all wound up pretty good okay so Brentless before we get into our interviews because we're uh, we're pretty much at that point here where we're gonna we're gonna roll some content uh, that we recorded while we were at SFGE, the sessions we did that unfortunately were not recorded, so we we don't have them. But we did get to sit in on two panel discussions this year. The first one was a kind of a collector story, and uh, I, I guess you know what what's your what's your weirdest pickup and what's your most memorable road trip or, or what what's what's the funniest thing that's happened to you on a game pickup, and that that was that was fun. I, I did enjoy that. I, I wish we could have gotten the audio from that. So there was a gentleman that sat in with us and it was, and I've seen Steven at the show probably every year at this point, Steven uh, Thaxton. Yes, Steven. And I remember seeing him. I just hadn't known him up until then. And then Mitch Newbauer sat in with oh, us yeah, as well. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. Mitch. Uh-huh. And then uh, John Marsh. And thank you. Cause I'm terrible with names. It's all Bob. Good. I, I got you squared away. Uh, um, we I said something to Steven. We threatened to do this all the time, and it's because of timing. It's so hard to actually make it happen. And yeah. hopefully things will change here through the summer if we, as we free up some time here and there. But Steven, we got to get like Steven or and, Mitch, and Mitch on or, the show. Or John yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And even if we haven't abbreviated, every one of us had a story where we ended up to get a game. It was like all of a sudden we had a moment of clarity, and it was like, I'm going to end up. I'm going to end up in a knife fight, or I'm going to get shivved, or, or some, something or, bad's going yes, to happen here. How did I end up? With, yes, I don't normally do. You know, yeah, it's like I would not put my family in this situation. So why did I put myself in exactly. this situation? Yes. <laughs> so we all had this realization yeah. that we had all done that <laughs> yes, through our stories. Yes. Oh, there is no doubt about so, it. O- over the over the course of the next few months, we've got to work on on getting those folks on, and you know, just just talk with them. 
you know, and who I'd like to also revisit with too. There's a, the, I, I won't throw the name out just now, but I, uh, uh, someone we met that, that we, uh, through the show mm-hmm. kind of, ha- as I understand, had a, a pretty positive impact on some things that they've done in their life. Yeah. I've ran into that gentleman again, uh, a few weeks ago at an auction. No way. Yeah. And I, I'll, we'll talk at, well, there, so there may be, hopefully, Again, this we. I love this kind of stuff. I know. I, this is awesome. It, we, Seriously, we, and I, I'm I'm sitting here going, "Who are we, you talk, talking? We talk about? about life getting in the way. Yeah. And the one thing that I understand it, stuff happens. Oh yeah. But the one thing that irritates me about air quotes life getting in the way is it gets in the way of those relationships that we've built with these great yeah. these great people over yeah. the years that you just love to be able to have the time to cultivate. Yeah. Deeper and deeper and deeper. And trust me, it's it's not for lack of want. It's just everybody's everybody's just busy you know as 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 it goes so anyway i'll leave it at that all right so yeah the sessions the sessions i've 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 uh, vamped on about that for a while. Yeah, so. well, and, and then the other one was the podcasting after dark, and that that was that that's an SFG staple where uh, they turn down the lights. We all just kind of uh, shoot the bull, so to speak, and it, it's it's always a good time. But uh, it's Jason it's, brought that LED strobe thing. I felt like oh, I yeah, was, was I felt like Hypnotoad oh, from Futurama I, was, I was zapping me. Yes, I was definitely. <laughs> I think that was part of the plan. I, I was definitely hurting by by the end of it. But that was fun too. But like I say. Um, you know, if, if good intentions were dollars, we'd have a million of them, but, but we just don't have the audio. So there it All is. Right. So I mentioned, I had a list of things that I've learned at SFGE. All right. All right. So let's, let's hit these real quick and then we'll, we'll fade away into the interviews. Things Sounds that we, good. Audio we picked up at the yeah. show. So first of all, uh, key point, the Panther has a true fan base. Oh, yeah, it does. There's no and, doubt. And it only improved at SFGE. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm not sure if it's the Panther and his Pantherness or if it's the sunglasses and the coolness or if they're independent. I don't know. All I know, the Panther has fans. Fair enough. Uh, and in this day and age, I don't know if, if I did, if I did such a thing, the Panther might have to have its own Instagram. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to you. I, I'm going to make the declaration now uh-huh. that EM is back. And my evidence really? of that, oh yeah, my evidence of that is Coin Op Carnival. Yeah, so uh, very Nick, good. Nick was here last month. Yep, and Ryan Clater was in town as well. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And after they left, it, I I got in touch with Nick and, and Ryan, and they sent ten copies of Coin Op Carnival down to take to SFGE, and they flew out of my hands. Yeah, it was like. In the two sessions that we had, I said I brought so many. I, I had pre-sold a couple. You know, we we'd announced it on the Facebook page, and a yeah. few folks, listeners, did, did said, "Hey, put me down for one." And, and I go, we go into those sessions and say, "Okay, I have uh, five copies." And, and then people on the panel, me, 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 and yeah. I was like, four, three, two. two, yeah. And that's literally what I did. I yeah. mean, that. People were excited to see that book and and check it out and so yeah, Ian's back, man. Huh. It's it's the new, it's solid, new hot. It's, it's new hotness, the new huh? solid state. It's the new solid state. <laughs> so uh, fair enough. Uh, I also learned at SFGE in 2019, Waffle House is the Whataburger of the South. The, it, now that is fact. So no and, doubt. And and is no no. It's the In and Out Burger of the South. 
Is it In-N-Out or Whataburger? It, it's uh, either one, both. Okay, it's, right. it's both. Yeah. I was Whichever pretty sure it was posed to me as Whataburger. Okay, but fair enough. Regardless, I take your word it, for it. It could be either one. And also related to that, uh, one I've learned mm-hmm. through other people, mm-hmm. whether they realize it or not, but I've realized one can live on Waffle House alone. Uh, it, that is possible. All food groups are represented. Yeah, yes, yep. yes. Uh, I learned personally that I should have moved to a single key for all my games long ago. <laughs> uh, good. That's a very good point. I saw that in the show notes and it's like, you know what? That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, uh, th- and we'll talk about that later in my, I'm spending my own money yeah, segment, but we'll, we'll bring that up. Yep. Kind of a cautionary tale. Uh-huh. One thing I learned is you should never, ever work on someone else's game without their permission. Oh yeah. Oh, so just keep Ooh. that. Take that to heart, uh, campers. Just, Ooh. just don't ever do it. There's just, a bear there that I'm not going just to uh, poke with. Say a stick. no. Yeah, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter that you might not. Just say no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. You're not speaking from experience, uh, are just, you? Just, just hey, just lesson learned yeah. at SFGE. Okay. Uh, you can never have enough moving blankets. Yeah, this is true. Or ratchet straps. Oh, sh- listen to episode two. Or we'll shrink wrap. Yes, exactly. Absolutely cannot. And yeah. hey, thank you to Daniel Copeland and uh, David Corrigan. David Corrigan, yeah. And, you know, I, I went, and I always, as I always do, I took, I was prepared I, I, to buy a game. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to buy a game. That was not my intention to buy a game. But if something comes up, I'm prepared to buy a game from a financial perspective. And I was not prepared to pack it up to bring it home, yeah. however. Yeah. So you can never have enough. Always take some. Yep. And, uh, and this may seem like common sense to me. It didn't at the time until I had to learn a hard lesson, but did you realize a pallet jack doesn't roll very well on carpet? Uh, no, because I just really don't have a pallet jack at my house. So sorry. You know, I had the opportunity to give it a shot and it, I mean, it works. Was it, was it kind of like that old boy we saw on the Segway? Kind of, yeah. That's yeah. what I feel. Yeah, it 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 serves a purpose, but it does. It, it just, just it just didn't have it down. No, no, no. no, no. Exactly. So yeah, so, yeah uh, all things considered, uh, I don't suggest pallet jacks on carpet. Fair but, enough. Fair enough. But and, hey, it worked in a pinch. Yeah, so. I get it. Any other lessons learned? No, that was it. So that's the that that's the sphere of knowledge that came yes, out of that's S- what I, SFGE. That's what I personally took. Fair out enough. Of okay. All right. Well, that, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, I'll tell you what, Brent. Why don't we go ahead and get into our interviews so we can hear from people that have much more knowledge than we do? Because we just ask the questions. That's they not hard, us, Whitney. They give us the good answers. So uh, who do we have? Uh, first up is uh, Mike Vinicor from Stern Pinball. He was gracious enough to. What Brent spent over an hour with us. Oh yes, yeah, yep. yeah. It was uh, a fantastic uh, time with Mike. We uh, we covered a lot of a uh, lot of ground. Uh, had a couple of uh, uh, pot- potential uh, opportunities that might come out, <laughs> and I'm doing that like I'm doing like Mr. Burns would go excellent, <laughs> you know, like that. So theater of the mind again. So Mr. Burns there, um, and then a short interview with a uh, uh, friend of the show, David Corrigan, and so- then. So who knows what that's going to sound like? Like, and, and real quick, I'll, oh, I'll mention we did this with a handheld Zoom recorder and some mics, and some in, mics. A, in a in an op, 
in an open air lobby. Yeah. And it's not studio, but we generally do pretty well. So yeah, just keep that in mind. It, it may sound a little different than usual. Yeah, but. It, it might. And it, it's probably, probably where you're going to pick hear that the most is whether or not everybody was in the mic while they were talking yep. because people were trading mics back and forth. So people may move out and may come back in. That's probably going to be I, the I, thing. That I you think notice. it'll work out. But the thing with David, I don't know what you will actually hear, not just in the quality, but actually, but in the wording, because uh-huh. my intention with that was to literally spring around the corner and shove a mic in his face. Yeah. And what did I do, Whitney? Or what did I not do? Uh, oh, you didn't turn it on. I didn't exactly yeah, like three times. I was so yeah. I was so excited to do it <laughs> that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and so we actually had to retake that. The third time was the charm, though. Wasn't I mean, that's it? a show title. I was so excited to do it. I was so excited. The, I was so excited to do it that I didn't. The <laughs> that SFGE didn't. story. Yeah, fair right, enough. Go ahead. And then, and then we wrap up uh, with our interviews from SFG with uh, some time spent with uh, Mr. James Laughlin, one of the principals at Circus Maximus. And we talk uh, a good bit about the status on their uh, remake of Kingpin. Yep. So it, and, and, it's, it, it's, these are some good interviews and, and some good time. And we hope you guys, uh, guys and gals, uh, gentlemen and ladies, all the listenership really enjoy it. Don't feel like you're in a time warp with the interview with James, because in that actually we talked about when it would come out. And for some reason yeah. I had it in my mind that it would be August, not thinking we hadn't recorded the July show yeah. yet. So yeah, very good. Uh, you're not in a time warp. It's all you good. weren't affected by hypnotoad. Yeah. We were just, spitballing yeah. it and yeah that that's as usual my fault <laughs> it's, it's all, all right good, so man. let's roll into mike and uh then after uh mike david and james and we're gonna come back and we're gonna spend some money let's do it yeah oh, that's gonna be a, go yeah. right test, yeah. test 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 like <laughs> you say Lemmy, then it's got to be like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So look up at it. Yeah, yeah, that's there. There is that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think I think we're in a, in a pretty good spot right shot there. Shot motorhead twice when it, um, they were on some festivals. I shot. I bet that was an interesting an interesting really experience. Good. Yeah, and then the last time I ever heard them play, I was at the a festival they were at. It was uh, the last time they played Riot Fest, which was shortly we're before he died. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's and, fine. Um, he sounded like he was dying like oh. in between songs it was really sad yeah i'm actually glad i didn't shoot their set at that one i was shot somebody else i was playing at the same time and then when i was walking back i heard you know them play and i'm like oh man he sounds like he's dying yeah and he was sadly yeah. but but i'm sure that when he got when he got back up in front of the mic he could he could reach down and then make it happen yeah though, i mean right? yeah i mean they sounded you know kind of tired and at least he went out doing something he loved you know exactly yeah you know, a lot of people don't get that opportunity, quite yeah. honestly. So, yeah, so I mean, you know, you look at guys like uh, like him, like Freddie Mercury, that did just that honestly just performed right up till the very end. Yeah, and, you know, they changed a little bit, but they were they were still they were still there for I their think, craft. I think that's what keeps people going. It's like they if they really love what they do, like they don't want to stop. And when they do stop, then they don't know what to do, and then they just like wither away and yeah. die. You know? Yeah, we're gonna go out podcasting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We. What will happen is these chairs will just fall backwards, and yeah. then that's when everybody will know that we're done. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Like 
there's a variety of ways that I'll go out. Like one one suspicion I have is that my wife will find me like collapsed on the floor in front of my Robotron. Yeah. Because like you know like I'll have stroke had, had, had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Heart attack or stroke because I got so angry at it. Yeah. Or you know like I'll be slumped over the booth at the In and Out Burger because I <laughs> I reached the limit of how many cheeseburgers you could eat before. Yeah. Uh, yeah the cholesterol meter just went pop. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that was that was done. Well, Robotron's yeah. not a bad way to to call yeah. it in because oh. at least at that point you know. That you were you were fighting to the bitter end That's on true, that, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, I'll be under a, a like a, a, a like a colla- like a big earthquake will happen, and I'll be they'll find me under like my shelves collapse of my records, you know. And <laughs> I'll be crushed to death by my own record collection. <laughs> just two little shoes, sticking yeah. Out just from two under, shoes sticking just, out just two, from two under two like shoes. tens of thousands of records. Yeah. Are, are we going to actually start this in officially, or are we just going to talk about all the ways we're going to die in our hobbies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I haven't gotten to, to uh, I, I haven't gotten to way number four, five, and six. Yet, and I've already thought those through. So, yeah, if I you know. go missing, like these are the things that probably happened. Yeah, so yeah. Start there. Yeah, it, start due, there with your search. Yeah, yeah, due to association, lifelong association, I pretty much got this called as yeah. to how this is going to end. You yeah. know, <laughs> or or I'll get killed playing human frogger, like running across the street here to yeah. try to get to the Waffle House. You know, <laughs> well, you know what? At least you get to go out scattered, smothered, and covered yeah. is how you get to go. So, That's true. Yeah, it would be appropriate if yeah. I get mowed down by a truck or a yeah. car it's like uh like he died a number three scattered <laughs> smothered and covered yeah <laughs> you can tell i've never been to a waffle house i have no idea what that means yeah, it yeah. just sounds funny well it's 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 the it's the hash browns the omelets and everything so they yeah. it's like onions and mushrooms and cheese man they, they they load it up that sounds like a heart attack and maybe heartburn all together but it's a it's, it's a worth very, it it's worth heartburn it heartburn attack yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very it. enjoyable though who yeah. are we talking to we are talking to Mr. Mike Vinicor from Stern Pinball. So, Mike, thanks for sitting in with oh, us today. Oh, my pleasure. It's good to see you guys again. Well, I'll tell you, Mike, we uh, we certainly appreciate your time. We've I mean, we've we've come to know you and through several shows and just personal interaction and stuff. And we've talked about having you on the show a hundred times, and it's like. It finally happened yeah, it finally this morning. Happened. Yeah, we finally we finally made it happen. Ooh. So, Mike, where where are we at? Because Brent and I have no idea where we're at. Oh, uh, we are in Atlanta, Georgia, at the uh, Grand. No, I'm sorry. With the, <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> so, can you edit that out at the hey, southern? We can take the care of Southern that. Fried Game oh, no. Room yeah. Expo. Is well, that the proper? I always call it the Southern Fried Chicken Game Room Expo. <laughs> and I really, that's a missed opportunity. They should have fried chicken at this thing because Southern Fried makes you think of chicken. Exactly. Well, I mean, in all fairness, the Grand Old Game Room Expo does have representation. Here. Dave Corrigan is yeah. walking around, and yeah. you know, if all holds true, Whitney and I will be down there in November. Exactly. So, and, well, I, good, and, good I, I, and if all works out well, I will be down there too. Hopefully. Oh, great, so. fantastic! Yeah. Well, we will have to go out to eat. That, yeah. that, that'll work out really yeah. well. That kind of works out because the average, you know, number of times that you need to be in our presence yearly is, is just limited at twice. Yeah. There's much more than that, and you know, because this is what we're on, we're next to the ledge here, looking down into the galley, and you get three or four visits in, and you're, you know, jumping looks yeah. like a <laughs> it, beca- it becomes way number eight. Well, see, I've only seen you twice, but I've, Whitney, like I saw him in Texas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and also, he came to Chicago. Yeah, we hung in, out in at the Galloping Ghost. If, yeah. if he heads toward that rail tackling, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I have a wife and a child, and I know they would miss me, even though I chalk that up as way number nine now. Yeah. You know, so. Whitney's got a lot of traveling in this year, so that's why you all were in Texas and yeah. down in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, Just, Chicago over the winter. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. we all spent right. we spent the afternoon at the Galloping Ghost. Whatnot. Oh. Oh, Whitney okay, was in that's town. right. Yeah, played yeah. a bunch yeah. of games. Yeah, sure, sure enough, sure enough. Whitney's so. well traveled and well read. 
And he looks awesome in red. I mean, look yeah. what he's wearing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, he I is well it. red today. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. so. So, Mike, you have, I mean, within the past year, I would say you have become what most people would call the de facto public face of Stern Pinball because, I mean, pretty much everywhere Stern physically shows, you show and you're there as kind of like their ambassador to pinball. So yeah. how does somebody get that gig? Because quite honestly, um, I would trade way number nine for that gig. How about that? <laughs> so in keeping with tradition of how I even got into the industry, like I just fall into things that interest me. Um, they sent me to the Texas Pinball Festival, they being Stern, um, last year because we were, you know, Batman was going to have a pretty big presence there. And I worked on that game with Lyman and George. And so George actually sent, you know, lobbied for me to go to that show. And then, you know, I met the Marco folks there. And I had met a couple of them before, I think, um, they had come to Stern. So so on top of just going there, I was helping out in the booth all, all weekend and talking to people. And the Marco folks saw, you know, my me interacting with the people. And they're like, this is exactly what we've been asking Stern for, you know. Um, and they asked, could you send them to another show? And then... Um, I think Zach Sharp asked if I wanted to go to California Extreme last year, and then so I went to that one. And I had gone to Midwest Gaming Classic as well because that's an easy drive from Chicago. So I helped out there, and then uh, after the California Extreme one, Marco said, we want him at every show possible. Can you make that happen? And then, um, you know, I had to get permission from George Gomez to do it, and he he liked the idea of me being a a new face for the company, so he said, yeah, I'm all for it. We'll figure out how to work around your schedule for when you're on these trips. You know, go for it. Like, you're doing a great job, so... It, you know, I did a good job and everything clicked. I, I love the Marco folks. Like, they're another pinball family, like my remote pinball family. And uh, I really enjoyed coming to the show and speaking to everybody. And it just grew from there. So, let's get to the brass tacks of it. When you're planning out your show route, are you also like cross referencing that with Waffle House locations? So, you know, or, so there's three it, things. Okay, that, all right. Oh, oh, so it's yeah, not just Waffle House. No, no, there's no. A, there's a pecking well, order. Well, so the pecking order, like, number one is like, you know, good good used record stores. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. Number no. two is In and Out Burgers for the states that it applies to, which sadly is very few. Yeah. And then number three would be now is would be Waffle Houses. And Del Taco gets into the mix there, too. <laughs> nice. so, so there's a so what is it with the Waffle House? Is it the waffles or the omelets or, or what? So I, I, I'm, I'm just curious because I'm an omelet guy. I just I get the scrambled omelets, eggs. I get the, the all-star special. So it's like I get scrambled eggs with the waffle and bacon and the hash browns. And they cook those hash browns well done perfectly every time, which yeah. no other place in America seems to get right. Like I will beg them, please burn them. I don't even want to see any white on my hash browns. <laughs> and then they'll come and they'll be like practically frozen yeah and then the waffle house gets them perfect every time so i just fell in love with it because of that yeah and they're super friendly in there too i don't know it's like if it's like run by a cult or what (laughs) but uh they're like they're unusually friendly and which is nice i mean you go in there and you feel welcome at home and so they manage that consistency across the country that's amazing yeah i mean i only have two a sample size of two to go from but they're in different states like the first one i went to was in arizona See, that we have Waffle Houses at home, oh, and, yeah. and I don't think anything of it. I can't tell you the last time I was at a Waffle House, but I, I apparently they've... They're everywhere they've, in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah we don't have them in Chicago. The closest one is St. Louis, and that's six hours away. So as good as it is, I'm not driving six hours for some eggs and waffles, you know? I, I get it, but yeah. I, I'll say this. Since we have so many of them in Louisville, in, in, in Kentucky, now yeah. knowing this, yeah. March at Louisville Arcade Expo, we can hook you up. Oh, because we, we can take you I, to eight of them oh, in, one, in one day. I'll do it. Okay, I, 
I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Okay, I'm up for the challenge. I'll come back to home. I'll come back home 50 pounds heavier, but I think it'll be worth it. As much as you talk, be 50 pounds. Yeah. As much as you've talked about Waffle House, you're making me reconsider that maybe I should visit a Waffle House. Well, you know, there's one walking distance that's five minutes away from here. He's an enabler. Yeah, I'm a full-on enabler. But but I think for for Brent, the way that we manage our diets and stuff, we could go in there and have an omelet, and we could make it work out. Hey, okay. So so now Whitney's pushing me. Yeah, exactly. Now I am the enabler. So yeah. See, I'm a bad. I enable myself, but I don't. I don't. I get very little exercise, so I just keep growing. Unfortunately. (laughs) One thing about pinball is it's not. it's not a not a contact sport. It's not it's not a high cardio sport. Right, exactly. that, that's true. But but I, I'd say this, Mike. I mean, you mentioned growing. Well, I, that's the perfect segue because yeah. as podcasters, we always look for the segues. Yeah. But but um, the the pinball industry has just it's undeniable. It has literally exploded over the past two to three years. I mean, the the fact that Stern will will invest and will put the budget to having you at these shows speaks for the value of having you at these shows yeah um i mean what, what's the public reaction been been to being able to have access to stern the way that we've now got access to cern because i, I mean i'll say it three to four years ago it, it wasn't that way it, right. it, it was I, I mean we we all bought from stern bought from the distributors but it was a, a much more closed loop type of relationship yeah now it seems very much more open it, i mean have have you have you seen the positive reaction with stern as well in 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 working with the public because I have to feel that this has worked out well for everybody. Yeah, I have. Like, I come to these shows and it, and it just, every show I go to, more and more people come up because they just want to talk to me, tell me what they think of our games, like, thank me for what we do, which, okay. you know, like, they want to challenge me to games. They want to ask questions like, hey, how does this work? Or, you know, what's the, what do the, what are the rules of this game? I, I have it and I don't even know how to do half the stuff, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I love talking to them. I like to hear what they think of what we do, you know, because we, we want to make the games the most fun they can be. And to do that, like, it's great to get feedback from the people playing them to tell us what they like and what they don't like. And more importantly, what they do and do not understand about our presentation in these games. Like, how can we communicate to the player better? This is what you need to be doing. This is, you know, and, um, it's a great learning experience and it's great to know what we're doing right and wrong so we can improve or keep doing what we're doing right, improve on what we might have, you know, come 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 up short on, you know. Any quality issues, I like to hear about them so I know, like, what can we do better, yeah. you but, know. You know, Mike and I were talking earlier and just some things that I had come across in uh, experiences with some of the newer games. And it's like, hey because I know you're open to hey yeah. what's going on just like you said quality issues some feedback yeah. and I I feel firsthand it's working because as, as Mike and I were discussing a few things that I've seen with some games that that I've had experience with he Mike was finishing my sentences you know oh, he oh, th- yeah, there so had already been that, that contact yeah. it's yeah. like oh yeah we're we we realized or I had I've caught up with this that or the other thing and it, it was it was like oh man that's great you know it it very it was a great conversation yeah I, I mean we want to know like if if you have if something broke like I want to know what broke and how if you you know especially the how but or how long it ran like because because there could have been an issue that we didn't know about and t- unless somebody tells us like yeah we 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 might not have a way of knowing unless we've seen it happen to our own games yeah yeah well let let me ask this I mean. I mean, on the on on the mechanical side of it, I mean that's great because there, 
they're they're in a position uh, with with the public and with Stern where it's it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. There's no doubt about it because it improves the quality of the games. What about what about gameplay and code feedback? Are you are you taking some of that back and are you seeing that the public interaction is is made a difference in some of the code that we see shipping with the games? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, okay. most people like that mostly like to ask questions about like the features or they'll be like, hey, are you going to do an update to this or when am I going to see this? You know, some yeah. of those questions I can't answer, well, obviously. Especially around the win, and, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, what, what's really nice is when they tell us what, you know, and they tell me, oh, yeah, well, this code update made the game this much more fun, or when I installed this at the game I'm operating, like the earnings went up. Like that stuff is fantastic because then we know, all right, so what did we change? So these kinds of things like had a positive reaction you know things like that are super helpful people will suggest things or they'll be like hey it would be cool if this you had this feature that would make you know operating my game that much easier mm-hmm. those things are super helpful and we've implemented a bunch of things on a system level that people you know even things like pricing you know like pricing presets like you know we added another usa one because a group of operators asked us like hey we like to set our games to bonus the give you the bonus game at this interval instead of the one that's a default can you add that and mm-hmm. we did it was an easy thing for us to add yeah. um and enough and you know and it helped out a bunch of operators you know to help make their their games earn better okay no that's that, that's good that's good i mean it, you know if we look at us sitting here uh today at the southern fried gamer expo marco and stern have uh delivered in force of what 40 some odd we have, games yeah i think we have a 40 or 42 games at this show i, I think mark said it was 43, 43? actually All right. yeah 43 games yeah. i mean that's that that's significant in order to create those set them up and everything like that and those are all those are all paid orders games and in everything that's yeah that's yeah great they uh i was blown away when when they sent me the list because i'm like let me know the game list so i know what you know what software to bring so i, re- I make sure everything's got the up-to-date code yeah and it was just this massive list i'm like wow i'm like you know i didn't ex- i expected only about half of those busy. yeah, yeah. and you, i was yeah did you so, bring uh, uh thumb drives or did you just bring actual i cards didn't have time just- to burn the cards this time so i just brought a stick luckily that except for the sam games the usb stick updates go really fast oh Okay. On spike right. ones, but I had to update the Metallica we had here, which which took the you know like twenty uh, twenty a minutes a half hour or something like that. <laughs> time, and then it yeah. didn't help that Fred turned the power off to the power strip in the middle of my update, so then I had to start it over. Yeah. I'm not sure who Fred is, but perhaps we should <laughs> yeah. find Fred and speak <laughs> with him and, and have a, have a talk with Fred. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, Whitney, you were talking about uh, you know Mike's rising star in the industry, and uh, I, I guess the biggest sign of that is his recent Twin Galaxies card. Oh, my goodness. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, I did get one of those yesterday. Thank you, sir. Well, right. speaking of here. Oh, oh, I, I, think, I think Brent's got a present for you. And trust me, this will not equate to way number 10, okay? I guarantee you that. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. They're officially trading cards because we have traded cards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that, they're living up to their names. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, I'll yeah. Put this, I'm going to put this on display in my office right, right next on. to my George Gomez and Steve Ritchie and uh, Steve Kordak ones. Now, I, I will say that is extremely high compliment right there, and we will not sign that so we don't devalue it, okay? <laughs> Look, I know you asked me to sign mine. I feel like, like now I've devalued that one. No, 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 no yeah. I wanted that one signed. Yeah. Look at our baby faces on that. That's actually from the first year of SFGE, I think it was. Yeah. That that was early days. Now we're just grizzled oh, wow. podcasters. Well, Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> you got to talk about baby faces. If you look up, it's on YouTube. If you look up the making of Mortal Kombat 3, I think it was called Into the Outworld. Like, you could see a young 24 year old MXV who was about 165 pounds oh, and man. had a baby face.
face and would, I just looked like a kid still. It's like every once in a while somebody will randomly text me a screenshot yeah. from that video. Yeah. And I'm just like, who is that guy? Yeah, I was who's like, that a, guy? And I don't even yeah. want to watch it because yeah. it reminds me of, of time gone past. Yeah, yeah. So what work did you do on Mortal Kombat 3? So I started uh, when I was at Midway Games. I started at Williams Valley Midway in 93 and I started their QA department so i did uh game testing and you know so uh this guy eddie farrier and myself were the only two game testers they had for many years and we worked on those mortal kombat games pretty not not we worked on everything but we worked on that one more the mortal kombat games more in depth than any other project there um so like the two of us with ed like would balance the game and figure out who got what moves you know they might had most of it figured out but some things changed based on us playing you know so and i remembered you'd work for valley midway i was just yeah. trying to recall exactly what you had done for for three yeah so, so they called us like game testers and analysts so you know it's you know it's similar to some of the stuff i do at stern which is you know like working with the guy with the designers to make the games as fun as they can be and uh and look for issues and stuff like that you know so speaking of playing games um you do the 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 prize challenge where someone can challenge you to a game yeah and then they uh uh, they beat you they win a prize or they Uh may win a prize anyway yeah yeah that's a big secret or not but so what's your record Uh, i don't don't know (laughs) i don't keep track like i should i never even thought to so like usually, you should like have a tote board. I, I, that would drive it more. That, yeah. That's a good idea. I yeah, might have to start doing a that. Leaderboard. Yeah, we, we were joking awesome. at at ZapCon. We had like a I had a waiting list of people. We had to start writing people's names down because I had a waiting list at ZapCon, and we were making a that's, joke that we should get the little cool. the number thing like at the deli at the grocery store. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I told Mark, you should buy invest in getting the ticket dispenser and the and the now serving. So I'm just waiting for for him to show up at a show with that you know mounted in our booth. You should get like a, just even like a whiteboard, a dry erase board. Yeah. And you know, if you're having a hot a hot show, yeah. then it can turn into we gotta take Mike down. Yeah. And if you're having kind of an off show, it's like easy prizes. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You at, know? at the so much, I could tell you the, the is, show that, that I is had a the, good idea. The show I had the best record at was the last show I did before this one, which was the one in Tacoma. I only lost one game the entire weekend. <laughs> so, so, so you like, came you home know, with a lot. I, I right? came home with like I, I well I ship them to the next show though yeah. the, the prizes so that way I don't have to ship as many out. Yeah. So I had a lot of translites left over after the last show because i only gave away one so um, translites are a pretty good prize yeah so that's not always the prize but more often than not if you beat me you get a translite and sometimes if i'm in a good mood if you don't beat me i give you a consolation prize so (laughs) (laughs) a a hearty handshake and yeah yeah in a a pat on the back out out the door that that's exactly how it goes here's some free advice don't play in traffic good game yeah Yeah. Yeah. good good game yeah Or I could quote Steve Ritchie, just say, play better. Just, yeah, just yeah. play better. Play better with a very menacing growl to yeah, it. So yeah. I, I win more than I lose, but, I mean, if you catch me at the right time of day, like, you know, you could beat me, especially if I'm, you know, just back from eating lunch and I'm, a food coma is about to kick in. <laughs> but you got to be careful Waffles. because, yeah, or, or, you know, if I just got back from the In-N-Out burger and I decided to have a milkshake along with those oh, two burgers. Oh, yes. So then, like, then I might be a little lethargic and you can win easier, but um, you got to watch out because when I reach the right mixture of sleep deprivation and caffeine then like i can't be stopped it, so. then it, it's 
on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know we, we've all. I, I know you do, Whitney. We've all got our own place dances. Mm-hmm. So I can tell when you're when you're in it because you yeah. are over the game uh-huh. and you kind of get this one leg kind of. Yeah, like so I kind of balance kinda, on one leg so and I hunch over. Yeah. You do. You hunch over and then you fold one leg. Behind yeah, the yeah. Other. I don't even know and how it, that started. It, it just made it, it easier for me to aim. Well, what's really bad is both Brent and I've noticed that. Yeah. And, and there's nothing creepy about that. No, it's no. just that it's the stance. Yeah. We, we know you're serious. Yeah. People, then, yeah. people laugh at me because Lyman hunches over the game a lot too. So he's like, oh, he's in the Lyman stance. But <laughs> Lyman actually is even more down there than I am when he plays. Like I used to laugh that he would like, like he rests his chin on the glass. He doesn't go <laughs> quite that far, but yeah. um, but people will be like, he's you know call it the Lyman stance. But Lyman like doesn't balance on the one leg like I do. And then uh, well, what I, I yeah. guess the point being for all the listeners, if you challenge yeah. Mike and you yeah. get maybe your son or daughter to wander up and just kind of like flick him in the back of the knee and yeah, take him yeah, out, he can yeah, take me out, yeah. <laughs> Easy trans like win. Yeah, but I could see. Seriously, I I probably like when I play, I probably should lower my stance a little bit. Yeah, because it seems maybe it's my height. No matter what the room, just the angle of a modern game, I've always got glare on the upper third. Yeah, it's like I can never see see it. So it, it makes I, it I might have to, to adopt the uh, the Vinicor stance. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not good for your neck or your back, though. I'll tell you that. Like I get my, after my neck surgery, especially like my neck kills me after about 50, uh, if I play a 15, 20 minute game, like I'm sore for like an hour or two Ooh. Ooh. Um, after that, because like there's a cage in my neck from when they did the fusion and then like it presses up against all the nerves. So I should be standing up straight. And my wife gives me a bunch of crap for like, yeah. you know, this is why you have back problems. <laughs> it's not actually why, but it's certainly not doing me any favors. Doing you know? any favors but yeah. it does make it way easier for me to aim. Like I'm six feet tall, so standing straight up, I feel I'm too far away from the ball to line up my shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, let me ask you this. I mean, as far as as far as the U.S. circuit goes, how, how many shows are you doing a year? And do you get to pick your shows? I mean, do you, do you so, choose where Mike goes or how does that work out? Uh, it was basically if Marco's going there, I'm going there. So oh, okay. I think they do 10 to 12 a year and I'll be on par to do most of those. So what do you? How are you finishing the year out? I can't um, believe I'm already saying this, that. Well, yeah. I mean, we're July, and in, yeah, in, in like David Corgan's show, uh, the Randall Game Room Expo. That's November. That's just four months away. Yeah. So if 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 I haven't uh, blown through my budget for the year, my travel budget, which I don't know if I do have or haven't, I won't know till the next round of shows. Yeah. Um, I will be go- after this one. I've got a break for a while, and then uh, well, actually. After this one, I go, I take that back. After this tour I'm currently on, I have a break for a while. But from here, I go to, uh, I'm going to the San Diego Comic-Con straight from here. That's going to be And then wild. I'm going to California Extreme after that. Okay. And then I've got another trip that's not a Marco trip for Stern right after that. So, like, I'll actually be out of the office for, like, many weeks. And then once I get back, though, I'm back for the long haul up until, like, later in the fall. I see. Like, I'll do Expo. Yeah. You know, but that's in our backyard, so yeah. I just drive you there. You just drive there. Yeah, and I get to go home and sleep in my own bed every night after that. But uh, after that, then I think the only shows left, Nashville would be one if, if there's money left that I would be going to. And maybe there's one in Houston that Marco does. I'm not sure. I haven't been to that one okay. before. Yeah, I went I to Nashville last year, which is where yeah. I met you guys. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's, and it's it's a fun show. There, yeah, I had no a great out. time there. Yeah. It's, a, it's an excellent show. It is. It is. What about international travel? I, I mean, is, is do you feel that that's – or do you see that picking up and you guys doing some international show presence? They We do a bunch of international stuff, but Gary and Doug Score typically do those themselves. Okay. Um, 
you know, I'd have to renew my passport. I certainly would be open for it. I've never been anywhere out of the country. Um, well, I take that back. When I was one years old, my uh, parents took me to Jamaica, but I, I have no recollection of it all. There's yeah. a picture of me on the beach that could have been yeah, in Chicago, for all I know. You know, <laughs> it's just be sitting in the sand. But they yeah. claim it was in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. And, you, uh, could, you could be out by the Ferris wheel yeah. in Chicago. But funny enough, Mike, I've got pictures of me in uh, I think it was Mexico, the same way. Yeah, you I, know, I have no recollection of yeah. being there, but apparently I was yeah. at some point. I guess like the story went, I asked my dad before he passed away. I'm like, how did you end up taking me to Jamaica when I was a baby? That couldn't have been fun for anyone. <laughs> and uh, he said my grandparents were going and they stopped by and my dad and mom made a joke of like, you know, about taking them with to Jamaica because they already had this trip planned. And my grandfather said, pack a bag, let's go. And, and they're like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. So it was spur of the moment. Like, my grandparents were on the way to the airport to fly to Jamaica. Then we tagged along. <laughs> so, and I guess they thought bringing a one-year-old was, was, was a good a, idea. was a good enough idea. I mean, I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to turn down a free trip to Jamaica, too. Yeah. If my, I understand you know, that. If, if my parents at the time would, would want to take me I somewhere. I think Jamaica's a different place now than it was. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember... In you know, before 2000, I used to scuba dive quite a bit, and uh -huh. I, I would travel. And uh, um, one of the trips we were on, some of the some of the group took a different flight, and they ended up in Jamaica for a short period of time. And it, it they were just upside down, left, right, and straight. Their luggage was all screwed up, yeah. and they were concerned. There was stories of just what was going on if you got away from the air. And I don't know how much of that's true. I've not considered it, but yeah. so I, I don't know if I would take. I don't know if I take myself as an adult to Jamaica now without some research. Yeah, same baby. with me. Like, if I was going to go someplace out of the country, I'd love to go someplace like England or Germany. Um, heck, I'd even like to just go to Hawaii, which is in the United States. I've just never been to there, you know? I went to Canada once, but that was just a casino in Windsor, and I don't even know if that counts as going to Canada. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can walk there practically from Detroit. You cross the border, and it's like across the street from the border crossing. So like, It's all the same other than a little extra A here and there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, and the money, like, was different, you know? Like, the, my money at the casino went way farther because the, 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 oh, the, exchange, the rate? exchange rate was, for, was for to our favor. Yeah. yeah, I think it was about 50 cents higher, you know? So a buck was about a buck and a half the time I went. Which was kind of nice, but they had the payouts set really low, so it all yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> I still managed to lose money playing blackjack. So trust me, that yeah. was it, that was engineered in from moment one, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, they tricked me. They're like, "Hey, your money's worth more. Gamble it," and then I still lost it all. Well, Mike, let me ask you. I mean, as far as um, as far as the show representation and stuff, uh, you guys seem to have a wide variety of, of sterns uh, out there for people to play, like forty machines. Yeah. I've even heard that you guys brought the or with with Marco, you yeah. brought the last Aerosmith that rolled off the line. I was is surprised. That, is that true? I think it must be because when they told me we stopped production on Aerosmith, I think late end of last year. Of I remember last when year. we announced Last Call, we announced it on ACDC, Metallica, and Aerosmith at the same time. Yeah. And then when they told me they had an Aerosmith here, I'm like, where did you even get one? Like, yeah, where did that come from? I don't know where it came from. Yeah. But maybe they still had one, like, in their in their stash of games. I'm not sure. But yeah. it was nice to see it, you know, because I hadn't seen one in a little while. Yeah. I say I'm not sure if you can even talk about this. So if you can't, that's cool. But I'm assuming you all keep a, a, a moving window of titles just for support reasons? We do up to a... Uh, up to an extent, you know, like there's certain games we don't have like spike two. We've got everything spike one. We've got everything I think still 
but um anything older than that like sam era stuff like we don't have a lot of that like they're just we just don't have the space to support like oh yeah yeah i would imagine that everything. Would be, yeah since i've started though i've lobbied really hard for them saving stuff like and i've actually told like like made them box up things in store that i'm like i might need this again or we might need this again um you cannot sell it um so well, i assume that with a run of games you could as long as you've got the cabinet in the head and then the play field you can you can shift stuff around and, and, and save a little space but yeah it, in the spike era like we can just save play fields you know and just pop them in a cabinet yeah, yeah. for spike one and two um the sam era wasn't quite as as uh, interchangeable, much, yeah, as interchangeable yeah. so yeah. that that was a, a much taller order so you know we don't have all the sam games i don't think we have the newer you know the more popular newer ones but there's some older ones and, i don't think we have and that makes sense I, i'm sure it's changed now but at one point in time i think the the window for like the automotive industry was 10 years yeah you know and then once you got to that 10 year point stuff just it had to fall off you yeah, can't yeah. have it all you can't keep it all yeah i mean when i worked at williams valley midway like they didn't save anything like they threw you know they would move on and then like within a couple of years you would there'd be no trace of like those machines again yeah. we, we were a little bit better about saving a lot of the video games but up to a point but the pinballs like if it was more than a year old like there was not one to play and there wasn't one in a box anywhere they were all gone they were all gone yeah yeah it's a shame i mean it, it on the show floor i mean i saw you mentioned metallica i saw metallica and just knowing yeah. that was under last call yeah. so long ago i mean i was i was really surprised to see both metallica and aerosmith pop up and they were they were new and sold and yeah it's, it's i think marco crazy. when we announced last call marco stocked up on a bunch of them knowing that people would want them yeah and knowing that they're gonna do the show circuit so yeah. it was it was so they've had a couple metallicas at recent shows but i think they've run the well pretty close to dry yeah. of their of the stuff that they bought up at the end yeah yeah, yeah that so makes if, sense yeah if you've got the ability to hold on to a few things because it there's it seems like there's always that rush the the fence setters and I've done it before. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, something yeah. I've thought about. And then when I go asking about it, either at the time I, I just was undecided, didn't have space, perhaps wanted to shift some money around. Yeah. And, you know, if, if Marco has the ability or somebody has the ability to hold on to a few titles, great. But yeah. I guess it all comes down to if it's something you really want, you need to make the decision because you, you can't build it forever. Exactly, Whether it's licensing yeah. or the next thing, yep, yeah. yeah. It, it, it is. It's tr it truly is Fisher cut bait. And, and I, I think, like, the last call on Batman probably proved that yeah. for, for a lot of people. And I'm sure that that game is going to become very, very desirable here fairly soon yeah, because of I that. I think it will, too. I mean, I think it's a fantastic game. But you know, the fact that we announced last call on it, once, the, once that – once the reservoir of those games dry up, you know, yeah. like I think it'll turn into something like Tron where, you know, people still want Tron, you know? Oh, yes. Yes. And, and you know, it's, in, it's interesting because I've got a Tron. Yeah. I bought, I bought mine out of the last run of Tron. And when I went to the distributorship uh, or the, the distributor that, that I worked through, um, he said, this is the last one that I have. He said, you caught me at the right place at the right time. Do you want me to deliver it to, to a show for you? And he did. Yeah. And and um, I was actually really surprised that I was able to get one because I, I was late on the purchase. I was late on making a decision. And uh, once I knew that that was that, I, I called him up and he's like, yeah. But it's funny because probably a third of my games, I've called him, yeah. said, I want that game. And he's like, 
this is the last one or two yeah. that I know of. And I'm like, I got lucky. And he was know, like, like, you get lucky. Your, your gimmick's going to be Last Call Whitney. Hey, well, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, if, as long as you put a hashtag on yeah, that, yeah. then I'm okay with it. Because we'll do mo- most, yeah. I, I say most, anything for the podcast. So you realize now, Mike, that first of all, I'm upset that I didn't think of that. <laughs> last Call Whitney. And, and secondarily, I'm going to drive that right into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's actually awesome, and we need to put that on a shirt. That's what we're going to name the Panther. Last call, Whitney. That that'll be there it. There you go. Yeah. Well, listen, Mike. We we appreciate your time. We're gonna let you get back to work. Right. Uh, and we we've also got a pressing issue where I think our recorder battery is about ready to die because Brent's giving it the side eye, and uh, I don't I don't think we've got a whole lot of time left. But Mike, we could. I mean, we're, we're going to have to get you on again because honestly, this is fun, and we could sit here for another hour. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, I'm happy to come on as many as many and as often as times as you guys want well thank you i I have a great time sitting here with you guys that's wonderful man trust me it's likewise I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. My attention was drawn. Who's here? Okay, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. And with that, I actually turned around. Yeah. That was true. I had I had to look off to the left, and I I look back just as Whitney pauses, and he's got this side eye and this little <laughs> smirk, and my the mic is in my face, and he and Mike are staring at me like, uh oh. Yeah. It's like, it's like it, what did they just put set me up for? Yeah, it's like Brent. That's the sign. Close this, buddy. No, but seriously, Mike, thank you for uh, for spending the time with us. We know you could be out there just uh, kicking butt and uh, keeping all the trans lights for yourself but instead you're sitting here with us and we greatly appreciate it i've got no wall space to hang them so i got i got to give them away yeah we should have mike do like you know we're putting him on the spot now we should have him do like segments for us and sit that would that that would that'd that'd be pretty cool i would do it it'd be fun this this uh uh, this month with mike yeah Yeah. on on the road with mike on the road with mike i could give you the reports of which in and out burgers and waffle houses i ate at it'd be awesome you know what that's even better because we would even give you theme music is what we would do and i could give you a record store review of like what record stores i found in different cities on the road with mike and and that that's awesome and and it's it's game and pinball related, but it's not. Yeah. But it's, We're it's not. this idea out <laughs> yeah. live right now. That well, you got to call it on awesome. the road with MXV because yeah. I always go, but that's my gimmick because okay. I go we, by my this initials. This is evolving right here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I just put a verbal copyright on this <laughs> because we're, we're going to turn this into something. That would be absolutely right, count fantastic. Me in. I'm all for it. We're going to have to get Mike a mic yeah. and a Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can set you up with something. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. Yeah. And once we start getting the in and outs and the waffle houses down by number yeah. then, then then we we've got it we know I believe we're making the one progress. over here is waffle house we, 154 we saw, <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about number 154 i was about ready to make up a number and he actually just spit out the number yeah. of the waffle house see that 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 right there is proof positive he's qualified for this yeah. position well, he is. the only reason why i know that is because i've had to ask them for receipts so i can turn in my expenses after this trip you know <laughs> and get reimbursed for all my meals so this is mike i'm back in atlanta we're gonna check out 154 this week yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah no listen mike we will uh this has got legs we're we're, we're gonna work on this yeah thank you but listen man uh we'll let you get back to it but thanks for sitting in with oh, us today we, we've had a ball and uh and I, I hope that comes through for everybody and uh, we'll look forward to getting you back on the show man right, i look forward to it as well awesome say brent say goodbye goodbye brent. All right. bye everybody so I'm standing here in front of the Grand Old Game Room Expo booth talking to David Corrigan for what is the third time. Whitney's laughing at me uncontrollably. And our, uh, what is, it, what is Jim, uh, Jim, our executive producer? Yes, yes, at large. Executive producer at large. He, he's just rolling his eyes at me. I have tried to do this three times. And 
And I'll hold off on it. He's the contract yet. <laughs> oh, this is taking a turn. So I have failed and I have failed in the drive-by interview twice. This is my third attempt, and our uh, executive producer is is waffling on me. It is Sunday. It is so, Sunday. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's well, it, he, he's been helping us out. I'm surprised because I'm tired of me, and I'm me, and okay. he's still running around with us. But Dave, uh, Grand OLE, GrandOlExpo.com, this year again, uh, of course, down in Nashville, Tennessee. What's the uh, location? Is it the the, so same the Maxwell as, House Hotel, same as last year, it, right downtown? It, I, I attended last year. I plan to attend this year. I think Whitney's going to try to make the make the show. Yeah, I'm planning on attending. We should say we are planning on attending. How about that? Well, that's true. We are planning on attending. Gosh, it's so hard to get a commitment out of these guys. Uh, it is. We're, we're kind of dodgy, aren't we? So in recording one or two, I can't recall because this is attempt three, we talked about the Panther. The Broken Token Panther was here. It was available for selfies all weekend. And the Panther has been invited to the Grand Old Game Room Expo. It, absolutely, yeah. We will <laughs> roll out the red carpet for the Panther this so year. So does, does the Panther get its own suite? I mean, it, it has a presence. It, it's demanding of attention. I've been talking directly with the Panther while I was hanging out here, so I don't don't really want to discuss the contract. Okay, all um, right. The Panther is twi- tight-lipped about its negotiations, and it, it is – I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. It has pretty solid negotiating skills. Yeah, when you look at the Panther, I mean, you you really can't say no. Yeah, it, it, it negotiates uh, at force, and when you're on the other side of it, you would be considered under duress, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly. I, I get it. I get it. Now, we're definitely looking forward to your show, though, Dave. I mean, we've been every year. It's 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 a blast. So, I mean, any uh, any big plans for for this year's show that you can that you can let loose of right now? Or well, I've got some guests. I'm still working on. Fantastic. So I can't drop any, any names yet. Don't don't do that trying because because we can't pick them up if you do okay trying to have some good retro guests out this year and a lot more retro consoles so that's one. That's that's one of the main differences this year. Yeah, fantastic. A little Look, bit more space because we're moving the pinball tournament upstairs. Okay. So we'll have a little bit more space in the ballroom to to get more games in there. Maybe a few more vendors. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. So you're actually there's a, a room a, enough room upstairs. I didn't realize there was an upstairs to that. Yeah, it's it's like a five thousand square foot ballroom on the top of the hotel. Oh. But you have to use a freight elevator. Okay. So we're going to use uh, put the pinball tournament up there, so I can I can freight those up early, and it's kind of out of the way. So the normal foot traffic, if I put consoles there, they wouldn't be walk people wouldn't be walking up that okay. way. Okay. The, the tournament guys, they'll they'll be able to hang out up there, do their thing. Kind of. I've I've seen it a few shows where uh, for space reasons or just it seems like a better idea. They've tried that out. They've separated the tournament from the main room. And my impression is the feedback's always been pretty positive. It, it, it helps, like, in my opinion, I'm not a tournament player, it helps them to focus a little bit more. It gets them kind of out, them out of that, the, just the general, the general hubbub of the game room, kind of gives them that dedicated space, and then they can kind of get away as well, kind of separate right. themselves from it. Yeah, as long as it's not too far away from the yep. other main stuff. And this one isn't, so you can still get back down to the rest of the show if you're playing in the tournament. You're not completely isolated, but you won't have people trying to play the tournament games and all that kind of stuff. Well, as soon as you get some guests locked in, you know, you you happen to have an in with some podcasters. If you want to, like, break the news through the show, you know, we're not going to argue with you. 
Not at all. All right. That <laughs> okay. sounds like so a plan. Just yeah. keep us up to date. What's the dates? November 8th through 10th. Nashville. Nashville. Millennium Maxwell House Hotel. Um, the room block is open and the tickets are for sale, so you can get all that on the website. Sweet. And, again, I'm looking right at it. Grand O-L-E, GrandOleExpo.com. That's it. Thanks, David. Thanks. We are live. Live where? Live on that box. Live on that little box. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. cool. So, Whitney, we're sitting here with James Laughlin of Circus Maximus. We talked with you and, and Paul last year, and you all had just brought uh, Kingpin to the show, to Southern Fried Game Room Expo, if I recall correctly. He, James looks puzzled, Whitney. Do, do you not remember? This is, this is going to bring back terrible memories. Do you not remember sitting in the back hallway with Paul and I in a very intimate session discuss, discussing Kingpin? He's thinking hard. <laughs> He's like, this this is a family oh, friendly actually, show, I'm James. Actually, I'm actually supposed to say stuff <laughs> yes, in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. This is this is so, an audio only I was format. Just doing the, the hand signals for deaf people. I'm no, that sorry. doesn't work here. Sorry, sorry. Yes, last year was the first year we brought Kingpin to yep. the show. Uh, the year actually we were not here the year prior, but the. Two years prior to that, we had brought our pinball circus. Okay. So, I believe, if I recall correctly, when we spoke last year, you you all were looking at Kingpin as a little quicker path to production, and then you could take that and uh, roll that forward into into circus. So, let's let's get the formalities out of the way. Where's Kingpin setting now? Kingpin or Circus? Kingpin, in terms of production and... Kingpin is, of course, we've got the first prototype done, uh, which has been done since March of last year. Software is still being worked on with the second software package. It's it's currently running on the original software, and we're going to allow the game to have the original code in it along with new code so it'll be two like games in one. two games in one the, the the player not the operator it won't be an operator setting it'll be a choice by the player which game they want to play so you don't have to go into the settings and reset anything it'll be something that pops up on the screen when you hit the start button which package do you want to play the original or the new code uh, so we're working on the software we're working on the CAD drawings, the engineer drawings for each part. You have to have a drawing for every single part in the game. Oh, I remember this because we were talking last year about some of the parts that you don't don't have and literally rebuilt them by hand from pictures and measurements on an existing game. Yes. Well, Steve Sabota in California allowed us to literally take his game completely apart where we were able to do the measurements that uh, and do some drawings where we can make the parts, uh, fabricate the parts in-house to build the prototype. So we had to do those by hand. Uh, we did those off of, uh, a lot of it was off of just quick scans uh, and we have a PDF uh, file of the play field that Mark Ritchie gave us to use. So we had to use a combination of the original part plus what was on that PDF and sort of piece it together to come up with 
uh, uh, outline to make the fabricated parts for the game uh, for the game that we've built. Now we've got to actually make true CAD drawings so that we can send those out to uh, machine shops and plastic shops so that they can make the parts that need to be in production. Now, oh, the, So this is like layers of reverse engineering. You've reverse engineered to a degree a factory or a prototype game. Or yes. The game that, that what Steve, Steve had. Mm -hmm. And now that you've built it, now you've got to bust it all apart effectively and then measure that for production. Yeah. We, we've got to take and, and do the actual drawings um, you know, each mechanism has subparts so you have the assembly and then the subparts and each subpart has to have an individual drawing so take for example a drop target mechanism that would require up to six to seven different vendors to piece it all together you have brackets you have the drop targets themselves, you would have the coils, the coil sleeves, the screws, uh, the springs. So most of the time, those are going to come from different outlets, different vendors. I, I never thought of it that way, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, I see that now that... Now that you might not be able to go to the same shop that's doing your metal work to get your springs. Exactly. And your screws. They're, they're not going to wrap. They, they can't make wrap springs. Now, a lot of the stuff, fortunately, a lot of the stuff is off the shelf available. Flipper mechanisms, for example. Uh, people have asked, well, are we going to use the original Capcom uh, flipper mechs? That would be, we'd love to do it, but it would be so costly to tool up to make each part for that because there again you've got different parts that need to be fabricated you've got the the bushing so that's an injection mold that would have to be made you've got the plates you know, that have to be stamped out so to tool up to do that we you could spend ten to fifty thousand dollars to do the tooling just for a flipper mechanism. Mm. Why do that when there's a generic off the shelf? Yeah. Same thing, thumper bumpers. So getting back to the drop targets, the springs are probably gonna be generic. So it's something that we could draw off the shelf, but it still takes a vendor to supply them. Yeah. So yeah. it's if, when I say vendor, it could be a fabricator, machine shop, uh, plastic, injection, whatever it takes. So vendors mean either off the shelf or somebody that has to that, that will fabricate the parts for us so uh, uh, i don't even know how to ask this because as soon as you, i'm not asking for a date because then people will start asking oh, well here's the date where's it at mm -hmm. you're progressing i mean do you have a, a target a rough goal in mind when you're going to be ready for production we have we we always have rough goals and it, and i'm sure it's a moving window it, it exactly we would never try to pinpoint a date a month um, our in-house goal this is not set in stone but our in-house goal is we are working on three more prototypes the prototype that we have now we did use a lot of off-the-shelf Capcom parts that I had in stock left over from the pinball ink days uh, we had an original cabinet again supplied by Steve Sabota so we were able to find original parts 
Now we've got to build games based on parts that we get samples from these suppliers. So we've got to go back. We've got, in our game right now, Capcom Flipper Max. Well, we've got to put the generic Flipper Max in there and see how they perform. Same thing with Thumper Bumpers. Same thing with Drop Target Assembly. We, there is an off-the-shelf three-bank. But we also have a four bank in that game that is not an off-the-shelf part. So we've got to get that somehow either fabricated or worked out where we can find a supplier for that. Right now, there's no supplier for the whole assembly. I'm just kind of surprised out of all that that I would have thought you would have been able to get pretty much any number of drop banks up to, I guess, five. You know, no. one through. I, I've never looked. The, the most common, if you look at the history of pinball, the mo after the original electromechanical and early um, electronic days, most of the machines have three bank drop targets. So that's the most common. There were some five bank. Four bank is somewhat rare. Uh, it's, not a, 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 it's not a common, common drop target quantity. So three bank is the most common, so that's why there is a off-the-shelf, aftermarket three bank readily available. Four bank, there's just not enough machines to justify tooling up to do that. So James, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, we've we spent a fair amount of time kind of catching up on the mechanical side or mechanical state of the machine. How how are, how is the electronic side of it progressing around you mentioned game code for two different modes and you know what what system are you guys using in, inside the machine to to recreate to, to recreate the play experience I, I guess from a rule set perspective and everything like that are you doing some stuff off the shelf or uh, are you guys are, are you guys kind of building that and fabricating that on your own as well or are you going with uh, with with the parts are you remanufacturing you know the, the boards that, that were inside Steve's game no, the board set we're using is the P-Rock. Okay, um, fair enough. Our programmer, yeah. Jimmy Lippum, yep. uh, of course, yep. works for them. And, yeah. uh, and Jimmy's very well known. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of work on a lot of games. Well, right. I and, would say his work is very well known. I mean, I, I know that he's done some work on Total Nuclear Annihilation and, and things like that. And, uh, and so it seems like, it seems like he's, he's, got, he's got his hands around a lot of projects, which, yeah. which is good. Well, it, it's, he's the guy to go to when it comes to the P-Rock system, first of all. And so anybody that uses the P-Rock, He's the go-to guy, yeah. and, the, and the good thing about Jimmy is he'll work for Taco Bell. Oh so. well, now that's an interesting <laughs> scale of, of economies right there. Now, are we talking like volcano sauce? Are we talking mild sauce or hot sauce or we're, what? We're talking just a trip to Taco Bell. Because interesting. Interviewed Jimmy about trips with the Circus Maximus team to Taco Bell. Okay, fair that's, enough. That's a whole other interview altogether. <laughs> so, okay, so and we'll, it's we'll probably not family friendly. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Well, we would have to cut on it. So, ultimately, it's it's uh, it's Wilco it's Wilco rules for tacos, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. But uh, getting back to, uh, I didn't finish the timeline part of it. We're building three prototypes, three additional prototypes to see to actually develop the complete BOM. 
so that we have what we've got to buy and the vendors will give us quotes on quantities so we'll at that point is when we'll know how much it's going to cost because again they're probably going to ask well do you have an idea of how much it's going to cost right now we don't have a clue and we're not going to try to spitball it because you just don't know uh, it's going to be based on how much of it we've got to fabricate uh, yeah, it comes down to what's it cost us to get the parts done all the parts and until we get those sent out to fabricators and to the vendors and we know we have the price breakdown then we can say this is where we should come in uh, then as far as timeline goes the three that we are building we're hoping to have done by the end of the year again it's an internal goal it's yeah. not something that we've we've struck into stone uh, if we can get that done by the end of the year then we should again another goal should be able to get the game into full production sometime uh, in the first half of next year so what's the idea behind the three is it just to verify the repeatability of your vendors and their production of parts or are you looking to once you've got those three shop those well shops by the wrong word take those to other shows or send them various locations for well because there's so many shows like maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's james maybe it's james paul and jimmy is what it is <laughs> yeah well we wish um it, it's two things first of all three games you put one game out there it gets continuous play like the one we have now it's yeah. been played for a year and a half well over five thousand plays on it and uh, you know, the, the small glitches that we've had, which has been remarkably few, you know, we, we learn where the issues might be, where the ball might get trapped, where we have to change something as far as that goes. If you do one, you'll, you don't get a good cross sample of really what all could go wrong. Uh, so that's one thing three games you're going to get a better cross sample because every game I don't, it, it, I don't care what kind of production you're talking about there's always tolerances when you put screws into to yeah. plates and so one would be perfect the next one might be a little bit to the left or one to the right well you're not going to know that by just building one you may see it in three so that's one reason the second reason is the three prototypes we will sell one or two of those again we self-fund it is something that we don't take deposits we self-fund it so we will sell one or two of those prototypes again to generate or recoup some of the money that it takes to build those games um, so those are the two reasons for three games. Uh, be nice if we could plan out and say ten games, but again, self-financing it, we know what our limitations are. We're not going to overextend ourselves. Yeah. What, what is what's the what's the terminal run on on Kingpin? I mean, when do you guys call it call it job done from from that perspective as far as numbers go? What are you projecting? When uh, people quit buying them. Okay. Yeah, we, we're not we're not doing a limited kingpin run we may we're still entertaining a premium or le2 versions one uh, for example the plastic set that goes around the outer perimeter of the game is a street scene plastic set 
So we are looking at turning that into a true three-dimensional actual street scene. Oh, nice. Uh, the Lex Hotel is a mechanical slot machine. We're looking at putting, changing that to an LCD so that we can, when it's not in slot machine mode, it is a hotel so we can put windows in there and have little animation. Yeah. And maybe even some adult mode animation in there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, those are a couple of things, and, and again, trim. Yeah, as yeah. with the other companes, you yeah. can you can up you know, upsell up, a premium up the or something. Yeah. So if when you do something like that, the general practice and the common practices is to limit those higher end machines. But our general uh, machine, the standard machine, if we do go that route, will be whatever the market bears. We're okay. not going to say cut it off so while it, in uh, everyone is surely aware that it the company's re- relatively small you're a tight-knit group of folks you've talked about you know your three the, mm-hmm. the key pay- players yourself james uh, uh paul why you keep paul around i have no idea and we your coder so we, I, we keep paul around so that we can lose stuff oh okay that yeah. seems he, he keeps, like he a keeps solid us busy trying to find stuff that solid he's lost plan. Seems like yeah. a solid plan. I don't yeah. know why Whitney keeps me around because I usually scatter stuff. I know where all my stuff is, but it's scattered to the four winds, and we're constantly reorganizing my stuff. But well, the thing with Paul is uh, he can be staring straight at it, and it's still lost. <laughs> and he will be the first to admit that. Paul's Paul's going to be going to second guess his decision to send James, which is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> so. So you all have got to focus. I mean, even a big company has to focus. Is is Circus just kind of sitting to the side for the moment? Yes. So that King... The Fair thing enough. On, going back to Circus, uh, and we've, we've told this, Circus, as it sits, um, the the main thing that we did with Circus when we built our our prototype was we put the snake mechanism back between the flippers because Python wanted that snake mechanism in the game. He was animated. He wants that snake mechanism in there. We put it in between the flippers like he originally had it designed. It doesn't work as far as playing like a pinball machine. Um, We will keep the snake mechanism in there. We'll either have it as a outlane kickback or the top play field uh, for those that aren't familiar with the game it's a three-dimensional cabinet Uh, standard pinball is essentially two-dimensional yeah there's ramps they little levels but that vertical cabinet is a three-dimensional cabinet so there there are different play fields that go up into the cabinet and the top one is the ultimate goal right now the way it's it was designed you knock the clown's teeth out by the two flippers and i'm all about the clown abuse so yeah. it sounds good so the game has seven flippers in it and right now what we have to do it's a single ball game when the ball is on the lower levels we have to shut the flippers off in programming up to the top two plus the one on the draft play field. So four flippers are constantly going on the bottom. Power supplies can handle that. Then the elephant that takes the ball and puts it up onto the third play field is where we have the switch that turns off the lower flippers and then turns on the upper three. 
So that's all fine. But we also want to have that game as a multi-ball game, so which really lends itself to all kinds of programming fun because when you think about a multi-level game, then the goal is, is to get it up to a fourth play field in multi-ball mode, you've got great programming possibility, great mode possibilities. But what you don't have is, is the ability to turn flippers on and off. So getting back to the snake, one of the ideas is to take the two flippers that are up on the clown level, put the snake up there to do the punching of the ball to knock the teeth out of the clown. So that allows us, we're, we're back down to five flippers, which we can manage with the power supply. It's pushing it, but it can be done. It's not going to overload a power supply. So the potential of having all five on at the same time, because if you're doing a multi-ball game, then you could have balls on every level. Mm-hmm. That, that, that it's, no pun intended, but that's another level of challenge for the player to, to to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's it, yeah, it's like uh, Mr. Spock playing uh, playing chess. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 happening on on multiple levels at the same time. So, so if 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 you have put if you've slotted Kingpin up in front to finish that project, I mean, is development on on uh, Python's pinball circuits? I mean, is it still going on, or are you guys like time sharing on it, or is it really just kind of shelved until you can devote full resources back to it? Well, then there again, I get back to we are a small company, limited resources. We you know we don't have deep deep pockets, yeah. um, and we can only sell so much blood to get money to to go into the project. Yeah, you know, so funny you mentioned that I donate tomorrow, so I know exactly what you're talking cool. about. Yeah, uh, if you could just send whatever money you get to. Fair, fair you, enough. You know. Yeah, no, it's it's something that. Circus is not on permanent hold, so to speak, but we haven't been working on it okay. because, again, not only the, the tweaks that we want to put into it to make the game a better playing game, the problem with the game as it sat, as it was designed and built by Williams, is not a good playing game. It really isn't. I'm not going to sit here and try to blow smoke uh, and say it's a great playing game. Yes, we're going to build it as it is. Kingpin, Mark Ritchie did a fantastic job designing Kingpin. And when we, first, when Mark approached us and, and talked to us about doing Kingpin, we thought we would have to go in and actually change a few things here and there to make it a really a good playing game. No, it is a great playing game as it sat, as he designed it. So we can get that game to the finish line a lot simpler. And then, of course, hopefully make money when we get to the finish line and then take the resources and put it into the circus because circus is not a great playing game. There's some design changes that need to be made. Right now, everything flows to the right side of that game. Every shot comes back around to the right side. It's not a balanced game at all. That's got to be changed. That lower play field's got to be changed. And when you change game layout, everything every, yeah. it cascades. Yeah, you yeah. up game. in your yeah. in your case. And I'm trying to remember my pinball circus history was what the games that are out there were they considered like early sample prototypes so that things like you're discussing could be fleshed out and for for later adjustments or did it even get that far? 
cir no, circus that is. It is circus, but Williams only built two of them. Oh, I thought there was a few more of them out no, there. No, okay. they only built two. The rumor was three. There was only two. Um, the one that uh, that. Um, uh, pinball Museum has in yes. Vegas. Pinball, it's Pinball Hall of Fame. It's pinball Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, that was Steve Kordick's machine. And Ken Fidesna has the other one. Uh, and some Python had told us the one at Ken Fidesna's was not 100% complete working as much as the one in Las Vegas. We don't know. Ken, uh, we, we tried to approach Ken to get access to it when we were building our prototype and we just never could connect. Um, so there was only, there's really only one, there's really only one that's ever been out there and that's the one out in Vegas. And we, we did get access to it and that helped us tremendously. So it's, it's a game that Williams, they put it out on test. The one they did put out on test, it did not test well and I could see why. Plus, it was a little bit more to build. The BOM, I've got copies of the BOMs that I acquired when I got the archives of Williams back in 2009. I got the BOM list of a lot of the games that were made in the 90s, and on there was the Pinball Circus. And the BOM cost was approximately $300 more than a standard pinball machine. Now that doesn't take into the BOM is just the cost of the, material, the materials, not yeah. the actual labor to put the game together. So I don't know how much difference it was as far as the cost to, to put the machine together. Um, so Circus really is an incomplete design, and so the software is not even close to being complete. So there's a lot that's got to go into that. So as we change the design, the software is going to have to be built along with it. Yeah. Well, will you will you plan on running uh, Pinball Circus with, with P-Rock as well, just just so that you can take advantage of modern processing and, and just the ability to, to run the game like it is? Or oh. how's, how's that going to be done, do you think? Yeah, it, it, it's it's got to be run on a more modern platform because yeah. The old platform, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, the, the memory, first of all, just isn't there to do what needs to be done. And uh, what they did with code back then is just absolutely incredible with oh, the it's, amount it, of space it, they had to it, work it's with. It's amazing. I mean, they're... I mean, I've done a lot of research on on just how NASA, you know, wrote their code for for their flight computers and everything, and it's amazing mm -hmm. what companies back in the day did with such limited resources. And yeah, and yeah. yeah. So it's something that uh, um, P Rock, our original game, the one that we have now, is running on the Ben Hex board set, and uh, there's just too many issues with that board set. Period. Uh, P-Rock is, again, Jimmy being the programmer, it's a perfect fit. So you've also got a lot of you've also there. got a lot of P-Rock knowledge and support because it's exactly. it's been adopted, you yes. know, wide and far. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it, if we if we just go ahead and say it, it's pretty much the the gold standard for third party when when, when you it, look exactly. at it. Yeah, it really is. Well, so let me ask this, James, uh, before we wrap. Speaking of of tight resources and funding. You all are, I, I'm going to put words in your mouth, so correct me uh, if I'm wrong, you all offer, have a few offerings to help 
move things along the pins and it looks like uh, I, I know you all have got some artwork that you like you've had available here at the mm -hmm. booth and I'm assuming that that's also on your site so how's yeah. the pin stuff coming we talked about that last year and it was you were just starting to ramp that up I believe about that time uh, yeah ramping up when you talk to me about ramps so oh, yeah, oh. How, how ironic <laughs> is that uh, yeah we've we've expanded that product line and, and actually that is one of the things that paul does so yeah, he does have some benefit to the company uh yeah we, we've paul. got a, we've got a merchandising section at our website uh, circus maximus uh, .com, and it's it's expanding uh we've worked with uh greg ferris and paul ferris mm -hmm. uh, on some of their original concept artwork uh, that uh, we have the prints of and they were gracious to sign and we've included them in on it so it's it was it was a win-win and those guys couldn't be better people to work with it's they're they're like most people in this industry they're just absolutely fantastic people yeah. so um, our merchandising is what's funding our project and so we expand that. So we, we do put a time into that, time into the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just, I mean, that's the, just the cycle of business. I mean, you're, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to do that type of work on the front side to fund and fuel the work that you actually need to do on the back mm -hmm. side that, that progresses it. So yeah. it's understandable. So James, tell everybody where they can find you online to you know get updates on Kingpin and Circus and to pick up some of the products. Yeah, the Circus Maximus is on Facebook. Uh, the website CircusMaximusGames.com. Uh, that's where our uh, updates are put. There's also if people are inclined to get those e annoying emails about updates that at I, first they really I love, love it. that you're honest about it <laughs> hey we offer it and I know they're annoying if you wanted here they are yeah and, and some people like them at first and then <laughs> when they start getting too many they want to be no we we don't send out that many but there are they is, signed sealed and delivered by Paul yeah Paul does it so I'm they're go, dry without any that. yeah <laughs> all right I'm off that list <laughs> I may start doing some of it, uh, but uh, yes, it, this, and we do basically three to four shows a year. Our two main shows, Texas, uh, Chicago will probably be the next main show um, that we do, probably the next show that we do uh, after the Atlanta show here. Great. All right. Well, man, James, I really appreciate the time. Thank you for sitting down with us. And, you know, we'll get this show. This show should be coming out. Well, people that are listening to it now know it should be coming out in our next release. So that would be August? Yeah. The August? Okay. Thank, well, thank happy you. August, then. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Appreciate it, James. Man, Whitney, I hope everyone enjoyed those interviews as much as we enjoyed taking them, having them, making them. All of the above, yes. I'm not sure yeah. what the what the proper. I mean, we all know that I can barely speak the language. Terminolo so terminology and vernacular. We don't know what either no, one of those no, would be just, for that. We we just turned on the recorder think, and said go. Actually, I think part of our charm it, it no, is no, be, is our. Be, be careful, man. <laughs> Is <laughs> our many mis uh, our many misgivings our many misgivings yes our um our misuse of the language mainly my <laughs> mis misuse 
uh, and definitely our accents. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's all good. Nonetheless, I hope everyone enjoyed them as yes. much as we did when we were yeah, there. We, we had, we had um, a veritable ball doing those. <laughs> I will say that. They, they you know, at one point, uh, if it weren't for the fact that like Venacore had where we were and mm-hmm. you look down into the, I guess the atrium of the, yeah. that Galleria space. Yeah. And, and I swear if we would have been arranged 180 degrees where we would have had our back to the, the, the space that was the hallway uh-huh. and Mike would have perhaps been to that overhang from yeah. the second story, yeah. he may have jumped. He could have. I, I think there was safety in the feeling that he had an <laughs> we, escape at any yeah, point in time. It was funny because we were talking about that at the very beginning of it. It's like how, <laughs> oh, how, many, how many ways to how many ways to solve that problem? I don't you remember know? that? Yeah, at oh all. yeah. Well, you'll uh, yeah yeah for for sure. Just just wait to the edits. Yeah, you'll yeah you'll certainly remember that. It was it was good good fun. Oh man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to have him. I don't know why he puts up with us I, or James or David or anybody, but we certainly appreciate them investing. I think the Dave time. feels saddled to me <laughs> at least because uh, I'm a I'm a big cheerleader, and I know you are too for Grand Ole Game Room Expo. Oh yeah, for and sure. I, I'm a little bit more available in terms of time because, as we've discussed, I have no real life, <laughs> so. I can go and make myself available to do a few more things pre and post at the show. So mm-hmm. da- I don't know. Dave may feel saddled to me. I don't, uh, I don't know. That's all, that's all I, right. That'll wear out. It, it, it always wears it's out. All good. As long as he gets his money worth out of you, that's all that really matters. So <laughs> I, one good. thing I can do is work. Yeah. Talk a lot and I yeah. can work. We can do that. We can definitely so work. So we're spending some of my money, aren't we? We are, Brent. Let's see. What have you got up for us? Because it looks like you're, uh, looks like you're getting ready to order some flybacks, dude. And this immediately caught my eye. So, uh, pontificate on. I'm please. pretty sure I've talked about this company competitive you, products you, you on the ha- show before. You have. You have. I went back and looked them up. We've mentioned them a couple of times, actually. So they're worth mentioning again. Their product line is expanding from whenever I first ordered from them. I, I've ordered from them a handful of times over the years. And primarily what I'll order from them is flybacks. And, and so let, I, I've actually got the link here. Let me click it and open it up. And the the thing to kind of keep in mind is what do you know off the top of your head what's what's the average geo the more common flyback that you're that that's going to be replaced is going to be a geo seven geo seven and yeah i do a lot of i see a lot of well seven thousands yeah i think i think the k seven thousand the geo seven would probably be front runners for what gets swapped the most so do you know what the the average price is for those floating around I haven't bought any in a while, so twenty-five to twenty-six per. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So they have competitive products has the Geo Seven, the K Seven Thousand on the singles at nineteen ninety-five. If you jump up to buy three, they're seventeen ninety-five, and if you jump up to buy six, they drop down to fifteen ninety-five. Now I'm going to tell you that's uh, that that's a daggone good price. It, it is yeah. if you're if you're running through monitors, if you have a lot of those in your game room. If you don't have a lot, buy three, you know, because yeah. I'm sure you've got a couple. Yeah. And, and I've even seen the new ones, new ones fail with a lot of use. So if, if you're operating games out there, you're operating classic games, I guarantee you, you have a bunch of 7,000s and Geo7s floating around. So, <laughs> yeah, I you know, know I do. If you, if you look at it, if you're buying them at, if you're buying three at 17 and some change, you know, for the money that you're spending, you're basically versus 25 bucks a pop, you're basically getting one free. Yeah, is what you're doing. And just looking through here, they've got uh, Handtrex Polo flybacks. They've got the 
Wells 74, 7500 flyback, the Wells 7200 flyback, and the U2000 flyback as well. So it, 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 I don't mess with those a lot, so I, I'm not up on what those run, but I'm assuming based on the other prices of products they have that that is, no pun intended, very competitive. Yeah. Okay. The, they've expanded. They've got a lot of pinball parts out here, and I haven't got down to do a one-for-one. One. The other thing, and what got me over here was two things. One, I knew I needed some flybacks. And the, the last order I, I had from them, which I was probably at this point two years ago, Okay, I'd finally run through it, so I needed to replenish. I needed some flybacks, and then I'm going to circle back to something I said earlier in the show, which is keying all my games the same. Okay. All right. Yes. yes. So where this started was was SFGE. Uh, in, in all the shows prior where I'd taken games, I just, whatever key I had in them. So I ha- would have a like one of those carabiner clip things, one mm-hmm. of the cheapy aluminum ones that's mm-hmm. basically for a key ring. Yeah. And I clip all the keys on there and I track this big ball of keys all weekend. Why I didn't do this to begin with, I don't know. I, I happen to already have a box of about 10 or 12 key to like Fort locks style single bit keys. And if you don't know what a single bit is, is if you, uh, uh, if you've got just the, the ridges on one side and it's flat on another, that's a single bit. If you've got a key that's got ridges on both sides, that's a double bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I had this box of single bit keys forever. Everything I took to SFGE, I put, a single the the same key the same lock on the coin door and if i had a different if i had locks in the back i just hung that in the in the coin inside the coin door kind of like an operator does it honestly they have their house key on the cash box and the coin door yeah and then once you get into there you could get the key unique to the game to get into the back mm-hmm. it made a world of difference in terms of just dealing with stuff as simple as that sounds shift into that single key makes a difference it just made a difference yeah i could put it right on with my car key and and it just it just kind of just went, i went with the flow i didn't have this extra wad of keys so then i got thinking well, all right how do i do this to the game room because right now everything has its own key yeah. and i have same way i'm the same boat i'm are in you? too dude yeah it's and honestly it's horrible it is it's horrible i have the the huge box the the key box that's in my in my shop mm-hmm. and i've talked about it before like after i have a party especially when the family comes over cuz the kids for whatever reason love to gather all the quarters back up and it's it's a fight for lack of a better term, give me a key and they're all running through and I'm parceling out keys and getting the keys back. And then I try to keep them in order so that when I need a key for Tron, I don't have to sort through the box. It should be in a, it should be in the third space cause it's the third game and all this crud. Yeah. That gets expensive. I tried to find the Fort locks keys again. And you know, you're talking five to 10 bucks, depending on the vendor, a lock. All right. And, you know, even if I just held through and I just did the coin doors, cash boxes, everything on the front. That would just be a help because at least then you could get the keys to the head and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Just, just hang it in the coin door. Yeah, hang it but, in the coin door. You know, just counting through here, I'm like 30 locks. Mm-hmm. Swing back over to competitive products. All right. So they sell Illinois brand single and double bitted key locks. And they also have the tubular ones, the... Uh, the uh, um, the circular, if 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 people aren't familiar with that type, do you know 
what's typically on a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They take that round mm-hmm. key. Okay. Right. Yeah. A gen. So just just looking at their single bitted their single bit Illinois brand locks, key to like, and uh, inch and an eighth is the ones that I use. That tends to be just the safe bet to fit your coin doors and your back doors. And if it's too long, you take the tang, the tab, and you just bend her in just, just a little it, just bit. Just bend it in a little just bit. Just a hair until yeah. you get it tight. I, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this, and it's like, I don't know that I would even chance getting something shorter than an inch and no, an eighth. No, I, don't, I wouldn't I, either. It'd be, it'd be inch and an eighth all the way yep. through. So inch and an eighth, key to like. On the ones, two dollars eighty-five cents each. Uh, at a quantity of fifty, it's two sixty-five. Yeah. So here's my here's my cell phone here, Whitney. So if, if you if I jumped up fifty, would be more than enough to do all the games I've got here. One hundred fifty for one hundred thirty-five bucks. Right. Thank you. One hundred thirty-five dollars. Yeah. It one hundred thirty-five dollars would would give me would a, solve your problem. Solve my problem. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I may be solving that problem here in another day or so. So that I, I'm I'm digging this. Yeah. So competitive's minimum is fifty bucks. Fifty buck order. That would that would make the order. And I don't know how many you would need, but. Trust me, I've looked around in my leisure. Need about what you need. Okay. Yeah. I've looked around in my leisure uh, the past couple days since we've been back from SFGE. Uh And if I've been some, if I've had a minute somewhere, walking someplace through the office, whatever, you know how it goes. You're flipping through your phone here and there. This is the best price I found anywhere eBay, any of it, bar none. And there it is. Yeah. And their quality, because I've actually got some of these Illinois locks, probably on games in this room. Yeah. That that I've gotten here and there that have just come. That everything in here, Whitney, that you see is pretty much. I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where I've gotten a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, I've tended to pick up locks over over time, and and I've even d- done the trick where I, I've had. If I if I if I have a key that fits this uh, a series of the cylinders I have matching from the cylinders and a key from the same manufacturer, mm-hmm. a lot of these games to get all the doors alike, I'll pull pins out until I can make a key. I mean, you only need one pin. I mean, no one's going to break into the game. It's in the. It's just to keep the door closed in my game room. Yeah. So and, and just to keep hands out. That's just keep hands thing. out. Yeah. yeah. So I'll even match, for lack of a better term, a set. So that for a game like Tron, it's got three locks, mm-hmm. one in the front, two in the back. Yeah. So I don't have three keys to it. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like if you go to the hardware store, like a, a box store, sometimes you get lucky and depending on how many have been bought off the shelf, you might be able to match two, mm-hmm. really lucky match three. Yeah. I've gone through and I've made things fit. So yeah, this is something, this is something, pardon me, Whitney. <coughs> Oh my gosh, my voice is catching up with me. I don't know how much of that. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, about half of it. I got on the mute real quick. I apologize out there. Oh, I'm giving it all, folks. I'm giving it, well, I have so many voice problems for someone that does a podcast. So nonetheless, yeah, I can't. If this is something that, that I can't believe this hasn't occurred to me before. True, you're going you're gonna to drop 135 bucks in locks, and you're like, it's locks. It, I can't, it is, I, I just can't, 
it, it seems so simple. I can't I can't tell you how much easier it made things. Yeah, on the I, weekend I, 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 for for Louisville because I take more games to Louisville because yeah. it's it's closer. Yeah, it's going to be a huge difference. I, I mean, I'm digging this because what I did early on in my collecting career was set aside a key ring for each game, mm-hmm. and all that has proven to do is be a challenge for me to keep up with all the keys for every game and especially games in transit and oh do i have the key ring for this game or do i have the key yep. ring for that game and and oh or wh- what lock did that use and then i have to fish through my jiffy jar of spare keys and i spend more time trying to sort through keys and locks that I've just almost accepted the frustration and moved on, but this is a better solution. Well, what started this, now that you say that, it reminded me when I was pulling games out to go to SFGE, I couldn't find one for Domino Man. Oh, I see. And I turned yeah. out, it turned out I found it at SFGE. What I had done was... <laughs> After the fact. I had wire-tied it into one of the backdoor vents so that I it was with the game... I don't like zip tying them to the joystick because I don't want them bouncing around and damaging the the CPO. And I couldn't leave it in the coin door because it get broken off. And as soon as I had pulled the back door off and felt the key and realized it looked at what, what was that? Looked down and saw it zip tied to the the vent. I was like, oh, that's where the key is. Yeah. That game happened to have the back door screwed on it. So I just when I before I left, I unscrewed it and I popped the lock from the inside. Oh, oh gotcha. And then gotcha. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go put a locks on all these. That's how it started. But yeah, well, yeah, th- they even have the double bit at locks, the inch and an eighth key to like. They're a little more expensive. They're three and a quarter. I like those for back doors. Actually, I, I think I think they tend to work good for back doors, and I and I like the single bitted for coin doors. It, but the doubles tend to have the collar is is much bigger round and it uh-huh. tends to sink into the back doors when there's a countersunk yes. hole cut for them. Yes, and, and that's typically what operators would use because they're 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 more difficult to pick. Yeah, okay, and they're a little a little bit more stout, and that's yeah. why they're in. There's more there's more pins in them. They're a little bit more mechanical, and that's why they're more expensive. Yeah. So honestly, man, for down here, I think I'm just going to do all the coin doors. And then whatever's in the back door, I'm going to take all the keys that I've got. Because some of these games do have unique locks on the back. Uh-huh. Those will just stay with the game, and I'm just going to hang them on the hook that's on all the coin doors. Yeah. It yeah. just comes there. So you're probably just going to go for the front doors. Yeah, I'm just, just going to go the front doors. Just do the front doors and call it job done. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. No, so, yeah, that that is where I'm – that's where I'm spending my money and some tips for you all out there. And in – these will work on pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Same depth lock will work right on a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. And one thing that did cross my mind is some of my pins, I've got specific like Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park, and I've got one for Back to the Future. I've got little key, specific key rings. So if I make them all one, if you notice too, there's keys in all of them. Yeah, but I don't want keys hanging out on the game. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, I, I'm past the point now, of Now during care. a party or get together, I take all the keys out. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the reason those are in there is um, if I'm down here and I'm just playing, then I'll pop the coin door and coin yeah. them up or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, understood. But um, I, I'm actually kind of past the point of wanting like independent key rings for each game with the little logos on it and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, pff, I'm, I'm past all that. I just I need something that's going to be consistent, reliable, and isn't going to cause me to be fumbling for stuff all the time. That's that's kind of the the, the boat that I'm in. Hmm, there's a, I, I thought there was an Illinois lock in my Jurassic Park. It's actually a hap. Okay. Anyway, 
So yeah, that's me. That, that's where I'm spending my money, Whitney. Fair enough. Is uh, check them out. Competitive products. We'll have links in the show notes. Yes. Um, that is a solid find, Brent. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for and, podcasting, and, Brent. That's awesome. <laughs> Here. Jeez. Number four, right there, buddy. <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> I, I have emailed uh, the company. Yeah. And they're, they're very responsive. Yeah. Too, good. So. Awesome. Well, Brent, uh, the other item, uh, number three that we're talking about here from a, a spend money standpoint, this How is many some, times did I say, did I say Illinois or Illinois? Uh, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason I always read it cause I know it's wrong, but I still read it as Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All but right. we say it as Illinois. I just want to, so. just want to know how much, how much, uh, uh, how much of an idiot above and beyond normal I sound like? Uh, okay, go ahead. Zero. You're, go, you're solid. You're okay. Good. I, it yeah. actually would have just gone away if I'd never brought it back up. <laughs> so yet again, proving my own point. Okay, go ahead, Whitney. It's all good. Take it away. So th- this, is, this is an interesting item because this has been talked about for so long and it finally comes to fruition. This is a silk-screened Asteroids multi-control panel plus thruster cover. Now, why this is special is because this allows you to take your asteroids and turn it into not only play playable for asteroids, but asteroids deluxe as well as lunar lander. Okay. And the nice thing about this is, is that this allows for the lunar lander thruster to be installed in the asteroids control panel. And uh, all the art comes with it. It's silk screened on. So where do you get the lunar the lunar lander thruster? Well, that's a. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> okay, okay, because here's what's going on. Way back in the day, a company called Ram Controls <laughs> oh, reproduced the lunar lander thruster. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, no. now now hang tight, hang tight. Wait, hold on. I'm doing I'm doing my old timey radio bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Out of nothing but the utmost respect for the folks that paid for RAM control devices and never received them, okay? I mentioned this only for the sake of historical, just historical accuracy, okay? RAM did produce those. But Troy Aiki, also known as Take Man, he's going to reproduce the Lunar Lander thrusters himself. Okay. And that is a coming reproduction that just is not here yet. So just because you don't have a lunar lander thruster, never fear because Take Man is going to get that job done. So you can get the the asteroid, the multi asteroids and lunar lander uh, kit from High Score Saves or Brace. Okay, to install on your board on your asteroids board, and then once you have this control panel plus the the cover for the thruster and of course the thruster. You then have an Asteroids that can play all three games, no problem at all. And I think that this is really, really um, desirable, mostly for Lunar Lander. Yep. It, because, I, I I mean, I love... The Thruster Ast- makes it. The Thruster makes it. And I love Asteroids Deluxe. I mean, uh, quite honestly, I love Asteroids Deluxe 3X over regular Asteroids. But having one cabinet that played all three of them, or heck, even just two of them, if I could just play Asteroids and Lunar Lander... Because playing Asteroids Deluxe is kind of like its own beast in its own cabinet. I would want this to play Lunar Lander and Asteroids is how I would want this. So I'm looking, I'm just clicking through the thread, each of the pages. 
Is there a picture in here? And, no, there's not. And and I, I was trying to find it. I didn't see one, but I will include a link to the thread in the show notes. But if you are interested in this, you you do need to um, send Take Man a PM on Clove because the pre order is already over. But he said that he's going to have some extras. Well, if you haven't seen me look over my shoulder at my asteroids, I'm trying to remember the lunar lander. lander thruster size and if i recall correctly it's too wide to fit in the space that's available on the right side of the control panel of an asteroids so you would have to adjust the button locations for asteroids that doesn't fit a standard assuming that it's built upon a standard and it's supposed to be uh so either a RAM controls an original or a reproduction or a take man reproduction. Or take man reproduction. Go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, squeezing the asteroid uh, button pattern together a little bit to make room for the thruster doesn't hurt my feelings one bit. I would be totally fine for that. So, <laughs> see, now I was the opposite. I was thinking that, uh, but but I see the point. You know, if, if there's surely people that have that have found and because I'm sitting on stuff like that. I don't have one, but yeah. I've got other things I'm sitting on where they, so there's people out there that may have an original thruster or they may still have a Ram controls. And I know I gave them, I, I made a big deal about it earlier and I do feel sorry for the people that, that got taken by Ram controls. Yep, definitely. But I've got Ram controls parts. I do too. You know, because yeah. I, and I got those before it went south. As did I. Yep. And the odd thing is, is I, you know, I contacted them. I put an order in. I paid, and I got my parts. Yeah. So did I. And and it's the oddest thing, because I feel like I didn't do anything special, and I was very fortunate because I just paid for my parts and they came in. Other people were not so fortunate. Nope. Absolutely at not. All the uh, roller controller that arcade shop used to sell was that from ram controls initially yep because i've got one of those uh, as i understand it that was a uh a stock buyout or a liquidation or something like that p- pick up all that's left yeah. type of scenario okay. yeah you're talking about the major havoc yeah oh major havoc yeah. thank you yeah mm-hmm. but even before that i yep. bought stuff directly from ram controls yeah. before they went wo- they went off the deep off end. off the deep end so, as did i yes but yeah okay. and, and i'll say this the quality was always Awesome. Yeah, it was it good was. stuff. It really was. But that being said, that being said, but uh, I so did, okay. So I see the point. I yeah. Mean, to me, I would have thought from the hip, maybe make it narrow and fit it in that space and keep the original button layout. But no, I understand it entirely. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. 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 So so th- this is awesome because this is this is finally going to give you a way to play Lunar Lander the way that Lunar Lander needs to be played. And Brent, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love Lunar Lander. It is so, it is so frustrating. It is it's it's such a slow moving game, but it is so much fun. You know, uh, it's it's great. I am so looking forward to this. Now, as with everything in this hobby, it doesn't come cheap. So the uh, the multi panels are one hundred and forty dollars each, and the thruster cover is thirty dollars. And the thruster, the reproduction thruster, when it comes around, I, I'm not really sure what that's going to cost. But just imagining the tooling, the machine shop work that's going to be required for that, the assembly, that thruster is not going to come cheap. Okay, mm-hmm. but what will be 
It w- but what it will be is far cheaper than buying a lunar lander. Yes. <laughs> What's and what did you mention? What the kit itself costs? Uh, no, I did not. But uh, thank you for bringing that up. I will link that in the show notes okay. for for the asteroids multi kit. Yeah. So I think uh, with that, Brent, that's uh, well. I, I've got one more thing too whoa, for some of our pinball whoa, friends. What? 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 Yeah. So I've kind of kept an eye out for this particular thing for a while. And mine is actually very, very serviceable. And the thing that I'm talking about is the main ramp on my Jurassic Park. So is that being reproduced? Uh, It has been. Okay. Yes. So Pinball Life has them now. And I I don't know how old this information is. I just saw it cross my Facebook feed today. Uh Uh-huh. And um, this is one of those things where if if you go out on it, Marco's good about keeping a lot of things on their site and they'll even go as far as telling you at times this is for pictorial reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're good. They're very good about that. But this is one of those things that was on many a site across the vast expanse of the Internet that led me to. Be, so it led me to believe that at one point in time, these things were common. And that the vendor, whoever was making them at the time, they, they just, okay, they were making other ramps and eventually they'd come up in rotation and some would come out. And I'm wondering if that's what this is. And it's the first one to the gate pinball life or if pinball, I don't know. I just literally got this today or if pinball life has gone out and then had it reproduced. I don't know, but regardless pinball life does have the data East Jurassic Park main ramp assembly. So it looking at the picture, you get the entrance flap and then to the right and left side of that, there's uh, some stainless steel on there to kind of give it strength like there at the ball entrance. Okay. And I can see a little additional hardware uh, as well where the, where the ramp has a Y and joins to the, uh, um, the wire form that crosses the play field and comes back to the right return lane. And I'm looking, there's no stickers on it. So I think it's pretty much good to go. So, so I mean, is this something that, that your machine needs? Well, mine has a little crack in it, uh-huh. but it's been uh, repaired. Oh. And honestly, it's in a place where it's not noticeable. Uh-huh. I, it's $185. Oh. So on a. Welcome to, you know what yeah. we call that? Welcome to pinball. And I don't, I don't think, I, how much is a, is a course there's probably more of these produced. How much is an Adams family ramp? Oh, L Brent. I thought it was about 150. No, I would have expected it to be higher. Actually. I haven't bought one in a long, I have to Google that. I yeah. haven't bought one in a, probably 10 years. Cause I, yeah. the one that's on my game is a replacement and it's, it's, mm, there's a fair amount to it in terms of size. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah. But regardless, if you need it, you need it. No, it's available. If you, hey, if you need it, you need it. It's one hundred and eighty-five dollars, and if you're sitting out there with a, with one that's blown out, yeah. I, I, a perfect example, Back to the Future. I've got a good ramp on my game. I know people that would gladly drop down the two hundred dollars for that ramp, huh? You know, because yeah. the, it's theirs is trash. Yeah, yeah. So, well, put it in the show notes, dude, and I'll make sure that it I makes certainly it, will make sure that it makes it. Well, Brent, we're at that point where the money has been spent. I think we've actually wound up spending money for both of us this time around because I know I'm going to be buying me some locks and, and flybacks. Seriously, uh, that's that, that. Those are great prices, and you're right. 
uh, circle back around. You had mentioned competitive products before, but it just kind of slipped my mind over, you know, over time. So definitely some solid recommendations. Uh, before we close out the show, Brent, we've got one piece of news and then we, we do have, um, some, some email feedback that, that I'll read, but, uh, Brent, you know, just coming off of SFG, we've got that kind of got that you that pinball euphoria i'll call it from playing all the you know from seeing all the new games and seeing the marco booth and stern and, and all that kind of stuff and jersey jack and american and i don't and, have any kind of else. euphoria I, i've got exhaustion it, well i've got euphoria that that is bounded by exhaustion <laughs> how about that because i i get i get pinball euphoria pretty easy man i i, I freely admit it but this is going to be, it's funny how the timing goes. Uh, the announcement will be made um, after, of course, after this, uh, actually, the announcement will be made before this episode airs, but it's being announced after we're recording. That's the proper way to say this. But the next Stern Pinball title is being announced at the San Diego Comic-Con on Thursday, 718, which is actually the day after we're recording this. So we're sitting here the eve of not knowing for sure what's going to be announced. And the next day it will be announced. And then the episode will drop and we won't have the announcement. So everybody just uh, keep in mind, that's how the magic of podcasting is. But uh, I'm really surprised to see a new Stern title so quickly after uh, after Black Knight. Well, I mean, there's that little teaser one pager from cassandra johnson also known as elvira elvira yes now do you now let me ask you do you think that'll drop now in the heat of summer that seems to me more like a like an october like a like an october kind of halloween thanksgiving type of drop right there point yeah, I, I never considered that because my assumption was going to be that it was that game. Yeah, yeah. Now, so many people are also saying um, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park Three, it, yeah, it, whatever. I, I I don't know how that'll actually go down from a title perspective, but a lot of folks are are calling for a Jurassic theme uh, release from Stern. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. Uh, We'll all know tomorrow. We'll all know tomorrow. By the time you hear this, you'll have already known. Yeah, yeah, you'll have already known. We'll, yeah, I'm sure you'll see it, and we'll put it up on the Facebook page as well. So, interesting piece, but uh, yeah, the the expo season is in full swing, and the uh, product announcements go right along with it. Oh, and the other thing, did you see where Slash? had alluded to a I new did. Guns N' Roses pin. How about that, I man? I did. I saw that. Yeah. Now, do you now do you think that's Jersey Jacks next? I, I know honestly, I didn't even think about that. I thought th- I just instantly jumped uh, thinking Stern was doing it. Oh, you, th- it, you think they do another music mean, pin honestly, like that? At this point, I mean, it could be anybody. It could be anybody, couldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, truthfully, I just filled in the blank and said Stern. Yeah. Well, now let me ask you what's your thoughts on a Guns N' Roses pin? Another Guns N' Roses pin? I. What are you giggling for? You're like you're. This is like this is a loaded I'm so, I'm question. So, I'm sorry, I preloaded you, and I should not have done that. Sorry. I think it would be all right. I think I would enjoy it if, for nothing else, the music to go along with the gameplay. Okay, all right. And I put that kind of in a. <laughs> this is going to come out terrible. <laughs> you know, like like ACDC. I enjoy ACDC. I enjoy uh-huh. the shots in ACDC. Yeah. I uh, enjoy the, you know, 
okay, you're in this song, so you do this in ACDC. Yes. Uh-huh. And the music that goes along it's with very, it. very mode driven. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then you get into something like uh, an Iron Maiden where the music is just background and uh-huh. it doesn't necessarily tie to the gameplay per se. Yeah. And that's cool in that you get that you're so the, you're just the music is playing along with the game. That's what gets you going. That's what gets me pumped up. That's mm-hmm. what gets me into it. Mm-hmm. They could go either way with it. Yeah. So. I like Guns N' Roses. I grew up with Guns N' Roses, so that would be a draw to me. And okay. It, unless it was just an absolute terrible game. Okay. And in all honesty, even the games I don't particularly like, like Black Knight, uh-huh. you don't really get bad games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anymore. Yeah, you know, that's true. You're not getting Spy Hunter. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, yes, yes. So, or, or well, no, Baywatch is fun, but no, yeah, Baywatch is fun. Baywatch is fun. I, I needed to take that back as soon as I said it. So, but oh, you, you, I missed you know, an opportunity to yeah. buy a really good Baywatch a couple years ago. Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole other story. Or Thunderbirds. That's it. Yeah, that would probably be one of the bad games that we've got. See, now recently. I've not played that. I know you yeah. played that, right? Oh, yeah, I played that down at TPF. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. So, so I'll take that back. They, yeah. there is the potential to make a bad. Yeah, game. Yeah, but I doubt it'll be a bad game. But I, I'm not opposed. I guess where I'm going with all that is I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Uh, I, you're probably in the, you know, well, the original game was like assemble the band members and I yeah. guess go play a concert. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming that because it's game, it's band themed, it'll be something like, like that. Like that. Or it's or or like acdc where each mode is song themed yes uh-huh. you know it's it's obviously going to be related and, and to play, the you know the yeah. goal is to play the concert and everything yeah. like that so i i guess i guess it's going to showcase the music it, that's, it def- the, that's what wraps it all up it, it de- will showcase the music it definitely will and it'll be a modern take on on guns and roses <laughs> and i think it'll probably be executed really well I, I just—it's just not—it's just not a killer—it's just not a killer theme for me. I don't really like Guns N' Roses. I like a few Guns N' Roses songs, but that's where it ends mm-hmm. for me. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. I don't condone it, but I understand. That. <laughs> that's okay. Now, I grew up with a lot of Guns N' Roses, yeah, so yeah. there's there's through several albums, there's a lot of their music that I like. That, that you like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, if for nothing else, that would bring me to play the game. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get it. So yeah, yeah. so New Pinball is always a good thing. So we'll we'll see where this goes. Um, New Stern, Guns N' Roses, Jurassic, what do we got? We'll, we'll find out. So Brent, real quick, before we wrap this up, I, I do have uh, an email, from uh, some feedback, an email feedback from listener of the show, Steve Scheuer. And Steve writes in, and he says, Hey, guys, I ran a half marathon over the weekend. My typical run is about two and a half miles around my neighborhood, and I have some music on my iPod to keep me motivated. However, this race is going to be a lot longer. I see where this is going. (laughs) So I needed something else to listen to for almost three hours to keep me occupied. He says, I was so happy that episode 80 was released in time. I think you were still talking about rebuilding Geo7s by the time I finished the race. (laughs) I was tempted to keep running just so I could get to the end of the episode. (laughs) But I know that even when you start talking about wrapping up, there's still usually 40 minutes left, (laughs) and I was already tired from running, not from listening. 
amazing. He says in parentheses, he says, so thanks for keeping me going for the next race. I'm tempted to increase the playback rate to 1.5 to see if I see if it makes me run faster, Steve. And, it, and it's like, oh, Steve, that's awesome. Thank you, sir, for taking the time to write in. Uh, certainly do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, he says the subject was four hours of BT was just what I needed. So that's that's awesome. Well, thank you, Steve. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, and, we do. You know, you're, I don't think you're lying that we, you know, we try to wrap for 40 minutes to an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we start talking about the wrap so, so so that we can we have to land this thing like a hot air balloon. Okay, <laughs> you don't just drop. You know, you, you've got you got to coast. You got to coast in and then and then let it uh, kind of find its way. Gently kiss the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just g- gently do a couple bounces and then then you're safe. You know, and that's that's kind of how it goes. But but no. In, in all seriousness, uh, we we did have have a really good trip to SFG. It was a lot of fun. We hope everybody enjoyed the i guess what i'd kind of consider some some in-depth coverage of of sfg and hopefully it gives everyone some insight on what the show offered and certainly hope to see you there uh next year the interviews that we had were great certainly appreciated those and uh yeah spending money and and everything else is always fun so hopefully uh hopefully next month we've got a bit more time for some you know for some more updates and stuff like that so we, oh. we don't have an expo again until november so that that actually works for us rather yes, than against yeah. us now speaking of the interviews you yeah. know i'm sure you heard during uh, one interview in particular we had a verbal commitment to the podcast oh yeah from a relatively new in the past i don't know several shows yeah. new friend of the show yeah um and hopefully we can make that happen. I, I think now, we, I think we got a couple things yeah. with some legs. Yeah, I think yeah. we do. Now, granted, Mike was uh, Mike was overcome with uh, Waffle House <laughs> and all the excitement that was the show. Yeah, and he for was sure. probably on a he was either on a carb high. Yeah, or he was on a I need carb low, mm. and he admitted to things and smiled, giving us the impression that these ideas were good. Yeah. Now, when we approach him later, yeah, we'll we'll. Yeah. The proof will be in the pudding yes. on that. Yes, but I said what? Yeah, it's like I I, I recollect nothing of that, <laughs> but I have no memory of such things. But no, I, I think we, I think we've got a, a couple things uh, potentially that could have some legs. So we'll we'll see, we'll see how how it works out for some uh, hope, hopefully some additions to the show. So it ought to be good stuff. Okay, Whitney, let's bring this balloon in for a landing. Buddy. Yes, yes. So where can everybody find us? Well, we're on iTunes. Uh, we would certainly appreciate uh, you leaving a review. We're thirty two strong now. So so haven't gotten a couple, haven't gotten any in a couple months. So I uh, would certainly appreciate anybody taking some time to to leave a, a, an iTunes review. Oh, please uh, do! It helps get us noticed, and we does. we know what our download our download numbers look like we know you're out there yeah oh yeah yeah so help us out we do this for you do something small for us there there you go please pretty please <laughs> and uh and we would certainly appreciate that we're on the stitcher radio network uh, as well as the google play store and uh social media brent where where are we we're at facebook.com slash broken token twitter at broken token and of course www.brokentoken.com and actually for 2019 I think we're going to be on the original Game Boy via cartridge uh, via cartridge via right? cartridge via yes cartridge. Yeah, okay. we're waiting we're trying to figure that out but look for it Oh, okay. At All places. Right. At places. Yes. Just wherever this fine program can be found. On yeah. cartridge. Yes. That's, a, that's awesome. We're here. <laughs>
Five. <laughs> Number five. Oh. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We certainly appreciate you spending some time with us. And until next month, we'll say keep your quarters clean and game on. Congratulations. You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. Music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero! We have to talk into the microphone, Whitney, for yeah. you to hear it in your ears. <laughs> so, Mike, go, go ahead and say a couple right, things test, on your... test, 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 How many more hours until I go to In-N-Out Burger? Test, <laughs> test. <laughs>